welcome to another episode of Those My Broken Podcast. I'm your host, Perry, with me this week remotely because he smells so bad right now. He's a <laughs> stinky boy. Stinky, stinky, stinky. It's you Eric the Whiskey Mutant Smith. You legit, legitimately sent me home. Because I, I did. So bad. He, he came over here, and the uh, the the biggest issue is that he um he smelled like if you put cheese on a breakfast sandwich that has syrup in it. Oh wait, no, that's something I like, and that's also something that other people like. Ooh. So let's get into this before we get into the main oh, episode. God. I have been vilified. By multiple vilified. people, vilified, vilified, v. I don't even know what that vampire. means. Well, I have okay. People You've been ag- vamped. Pe- people agree with me. Oh, okay. That's all you okay. Have to say. Here's the thing. <laughs> I said last week, too much chagrin. May I add, <laughs> from Swan and Eric, that a a McGriddle from McDonald's does not need cheese on it, despite the fact that it is offered on the menu and is something that is widely accepted as a common eatery. Is it widely accepted? It is widely accepted. Okay, because I I got proof that it may not be. Okay, well, you, uh, we were talking about this before we started recording, but uh, I have some, some, positive vibes that were sent my way uh it sounds like i will i will admit defeat i was okay put in 50 group chats and tagged in 50 things with perry that said oh my god i love cheese on pancake sandwiches (laughs) okay i admit defeat i didn't think anybody else liked that but i've actually had one because dash loves them but so he you, never gets cheese on it. So you've had one since last week? No, I've had one before. What? So you, you didn't even try one in between last week and now just to I? see. Just to see, like out of curiosity. But I've had one before. It was bad. Dash got it. And it, they put cheese on it, and me being the cheap-ass dad I am said, I'm not letting this go to waste. And I tried it, and it was not good. That's why I never something, liked it. Something about that feels wrong. Like, it didn't actually congeal with all the other ingredients that well, actually went Maybe it was a bad into. batch or something. I don't, I don't think that you were given the right experience. And I've I've got some evidence to back this up. We'll get to bourbon stuff here in a moment, especially because we got to talk about bourbon and beer. Next, uh, next next time that you know, assuming we're recording together next week, we will have them I hope on, we are. on. I don't know if it's on the main episode or the pregame. No, we will do it on the main episode. And we will eat them. And I will I will full fucking blown review a McGriddle with cheese and without cheese. You're so full of it, man. Just listen. I've got. I, I after we talked about this, I've got something on my phone that even McDonald's doesn't put the cheese on. Okay, there. all right. So let's let's go ahead and, and <clears throat> let's talk about <laughs> your, in my si- face. your side. No, I want to talk about your side of it first because there is definitely overwhelming evidence from people who have listened and said Perry is right. So we're going to talk about that in a minute. But I want to hear. The comments that you have gotten 
from they're other the, people. They're that, the same ones. I'm saying like people. What do you tag, mean? The ones I I said I admit defeat because like I was put in the same like gr- chats and oh, tagged in the I same thought, stuff mm-hmm. as you. So you've not gotten anybody responding to Fuck your no, side I of would, it. That's why. Okay, I said, so uh, you so you but definitely lost. McDonald's doesn't want McDonald's put out their little commercial, and there is no cheese on that McGriddle. Well, there's also no egg. There's nothing. They're like, you know what? It's we a sausage. W- yeah, but, but there's here's no. The thing. But but you're there's not, cheese on that no, sausage McMuffin. On. That proof is completely irrelevant because you are ignoring the fact that there is a sausage McGriddle, a bacon McGriddle. And then there is also a sausage, egg, and cheese look at, McGriddle. Look at this. They put a you can't sausage. put every every item in one picture. They 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 put cheese on the sausage and egg McGriddle. They put cheese on the sausage. Um, I mean the uh, McMuffin. They put just the sausage McMuffin. They put cheese on it, and they didn't put any cheese on the McGriddle sausage. They know, Barry. They fucked up in the beginning, they and they're didn't. trying to erase the you. Mistake. You okay? Here is the biggest issue right now. You are only talking about a sausage McGriddle. Okay, I am talking about. So the egg makes it. Better. It is the egg that is the. Listen, when I had that one time, it tasted so bad. It was so bad, and I will never do it again. I and don't I said, be- I don't believe you. I said cheese I, should I never be on wrong. a pancake. All right, go ahead. I'm going to admit my defeat. I'm going to take my spankings. I don't know. Right I now. feel. I, I feel like I've. I've. <laughs> I don't need to read out any of these comments. But I I'm still going to. I want to hear it. Nathan Bodeker, sausage egg and cheese McGriddle is the best breakfast, hands down. All right, Nathan. Why didn't you tag me in that message, huh? Brad Woods. Well, this was an email because I said last week if you you, oh, you should email us. He could have. He could have said Eric on there. He could have cc'd me. If he wanted to make it more, more personable. <laughs> Coulda, shoulda, woulda. Brad Woods, another email. Just finished the latest episode and I cannot keep quiet. Sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles are the bomb. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Hashtag team Perry. Now here is. Sure from the land of no taste buds. You're so full of it, dude. <laughs> You're so full of it. Here's and, and here is proof that somebody with exceptional taste buds <laughs> is on my side. This is from our mutual friend and the world's top whiskey taster, Matt Porter. He said cheese on a McGriddle is a no-brainer for as <laughs> sorry, this next sentence makes me laugh a whole lot. For as much as Eric pretends to like food, he would make a terrible fat guy. <laughs> so that's Matt Porter. That is Matt I know, friggin' Porter. Yeah, the world's best whiskey taster. Ain't nothing about food or like oh, anything he, else. Like he doesn't know how to pair whiskey with food. Oh, I watched an I watched an episode where he tried to do that and he he bombed it. What do you he mean tried? Even, yeah, he bombed it. Go back. He tried to make a whole thing where he paired with food around the world, and I think he he lasted like one episode. Again, I don't believe you. He 
He can taste the whiskey all day. That doesn't mean he tastes the cheese on a pancake and he knows what he's talking well, he about. He does taste the cheese on the pancake and he says and that it wrong. is a must. No, no you're it's wrong. not a must. If it's a must, they wouldn't let me take it off. Isn't that right? That's called freedom of choice. And that's because we live <laughs> in America. <laughs> uh, you, know, you know what we really should do? I will do? admit like, defeat. I will all, admit all, defeat. All jokes aside, we really should do like a, a live stream or something where we taste test through the McGriddle options. And then and I make you homemade pancakes and I put melted cheese on it and make you eat it. <laughs> Doesn't that sound disgusting? <laughs> I don't, because I like the McGriddle, I think that it actually sounds kind of good. Like if you di- if you took all the ingredients of that and broke it up into like a breakfast platter and it was these nice pancakes with this these horrible slices of American cheese on it. And then you had your scrambled eggs and stuff on there. And the syrup was mixed in with the cheese and the pancake. That sounds so bad. It sounds so bad, Perry. Um, imagine it in your head, though, how bad it would look, though. No, I... I but that's a visual aspect. That's <laughs> Part not even, of the food is not, visual. But if you eat it and it tastes good together, that so is you, okay. So if... They made the McGriddle look like a piece of dog poop. You would be okay with it. You would be able to it, just eat it. I I don't. You said you said you said the visual doesn't matter. What if they What if they did though? What okay, if they I don't think it it's up. It made it look like a turd, and they were like, "Here's be, your McGriddle." Really, really funny. But I do think. That the taste is more important than the presentation. Well, it is McDonald's. I mean, half the time you're lucky if yeah, they Yeah, we, we are definitely arguing. You, you bring up a really good point. We're sitting here <laughs> arguing about McDonald's. This is now a two-week conversation. Can we stretch it out to three? I think we absolutely can. Well, I think if so. we start eating them on the episode, then we'll definitely keep going. <laughs> and then we're going to Zoom Matt in for an ep- for just that one time and i'm going to we, tell him that there is it doesn't so, need cheese on it there is so much potential with this uh and we are definitely going to reach all of that potential I'll, here i'll eat cheese on all breakfast sandwiches but i'm not putting them on pancake sandwiches it's just an abomination okay If you're watching for the first time or listening for the first time and not yet subscribed, please do so. Uh, it's super easy, and it's a great way to keep up with the podcast. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube and you have not hit the like button, please do that. Hit the bell button so that you get notifications every time that we either go live or every time a new podcast comes out. If you follow us on social media, or if you would like to, rather, you can do so by heading to at Pod or at WhiskeyMutant. Uh, and uh, Swan too, Swan TBF, yeah, of course. Swan the Bourbon right, Finder, right over there. Yeah. Oh, is he? The Funko. Oh, you okay? I thought you meant that he was over off camera. Oh, he's not in the tent. The oh, my okay. kid's tent that he claimed to take over and use as a, a fortress of solitude. That was a weird day. Yeah, it was a weird was day when we found that out. Really so many, weird. so many bags. 
Anyway, uh, but most importantly, if you want to support the show, you can do so by heading to patreon.com slash podcast for as little as a dollar a month for as little as five dollars a month. You get a bunch of bonus content that includes uh, the pregame chats, uh, which we do before every episode. It's a way for us to kind of get warmed up before we get into the main one. And we're yeah, alternating up the day. Boy, howdy, did we? And we're oh, also yeah. doing a thing where we alternate between a couple of different shows uh, over on Patreon. One is called Pours from the Floor, where we're trying to clear out some of Eric's whiskey collection that his wife is upset has not been finished off yet. <laughs> uh, and the other one is Sampley Irresistible, where people that I have uh, accumulated samples from uh, have been giving me crap about not having tasted their samples. Hey, drink my sample. So I've got a lot of samples. I just want to. I just want to put that out there. I'm trying to get through them, um, but there's a there's a lot. There's a lot. I'll try to put up a picture of all the samples that I have or a video or something uh, on the YouTube version. So <laughs> we should build like a really nice shelf, but like it's like a miniature version of it, and we put all the sample bottles. Oh, all on the it. sample bottles for sure. Yeah. That'd be so funny. I'm down. I'm down. We you know normally how to build a shelf. Do I know how to? Yeah. No, I got, a de- I got a degree in graphic design. Well, I don't either. I can <laughs> I can start somebody's heart back, but I can't build a shelf. You're building the shelf of life, which is... <laughs> <laughs> I'm hammering nails of life into people. I, it sounds like you're killing Jesus, but anyway. <laughs> he died for everyone, right? Sure. Was I? Did I do that? Did I kill Jesus? Oh no! <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> the, the conundrum of the 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 uh, Philistines that uh, oh. they killed Jesus. They're like, but he died for me, right? But I was also the one that caused him to die. I'm like, oh no, man! Oh no! The conundrum. <laughs> That's not this oh, podcast. No, uh, no, we normally not. start episodes out after we've talked about our fast food habits <laughs> with either Flying Blind, where we blind each other on a particular pour, or Sips and Snacks, where Eric blinds me on a pour with a specific snack cake or candy or something that he's been enjoying. If you don't know, Eric is a big little Debbie guy. I am. I'm a big little Debbie. Big, you're you're large, Deborah. I'm little Dabby. Little Dab. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot that was what your name was. Little uh, Dabby. I don't. I don't mean to steal a joke from uh, Red and Link over a Good Mythical Morning, but uh, large Deborah is very funny. <laughs> large Deborah. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, that's a conversation for a different time. But this week we have sips and snacks. And we talked about this before we started, but this is a uh, a pumpkin spice roll. We're getting basic, bitch, up in here. <laughs> <laughs> we got some pumpkin spice rolls. I'm I'm actually really excited about this, and it's not just because I haven't eaten a whole lot today. I uh, it's also because I am ready for fall. I'm ready for the autumn season. I'm ready for Halloween. I'm ready for turkey. Uh, just just the whole thing. Well, I figured we, we had waited long enough to try to get some pumpkin spice. I mean, by the time this comes out, it's the end, getting toward the end part of September. So we're close well, to October. So does does that mean that 
we're officially around the time that we 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 talk about you know the the scariest time of year. Definitely just woke my whole house up there. That's April's right, everybody. It is me. the spooky season, and Eric is about to die. I am good. Oh. Hmm. This is so good. That's really nice. This is going to make a great pour over. Mm. I'm imagining that whatever we get to pour uh. over here, it might go a little bit like darker, kind of brown sugary, but also have a nice fruity note to it as well. Oh. Mm-mm. Well, the pour on its own is fantastic. It really is. It's probably my favorite offering from this line. Oh, that's good. That's that's real good. The, the pour is not that high proof, so it doesn't take over the cake or the roll. But it brings out a lot of the spice in the pumpkin. But it does add a little bit of almost like a... A cherry, like almost like it's like a pumpkin cherry roll up thing. Like a dark cherry. You keep saying cherry. And it's making me think Buffalo Trace. Well, um, no, but they're Have cousins. They're cousins. Oh, Barton? Mm hmm. What have you done here? <laughs> I don't know why I laughed so hard at that. <laughs> oh, yeah, like I was just like, <laughs> what have you done here? <laughs> it was almost like I thought I was in trouble for a second, but like, but I also made like a like a breakthrough in something. <laughs> what have you done? So I I am leaning towards this being the the high rise seventeen ninety two. You'd be fucking right because it is because it is oh, okay Great. yeah. Um, my aside from the the foolproof, this is my favorite offering. Mm-hmm. I from, love this from seventeen ninety two. And sure. I had almost a. Uh, I have very little out of this because I've saved saved it because such a great bottle, man. Even the, I'm not even that big a fan of the sweet wheat one. Mm-hmm. Like it's not that great. No, it's not nearly as good as everybody makes it out to be. I've got a ton of foolproof picks. I got some bottled and bond, but. That high rye, man. And when I was thinking of this pairing, I was like, you know, I feel like rye and fall and spice and all that, but I didn't want to go full-blown rye. Mm-hmm. And I remember that one. It was just like this delicate, like, high rye bourbon that just, it's just good. It's, it's spicy really, and it's cherry. So and Yeah. It's only 94 proof. 94.3. Do you remember what the mash bill is on it, too? Uh, or just gen- generally a high rye bourbon. Yeah, I can't remember. Using a greater amount of rye and less corn than many bourbons. This Thanks, high rye bourbon. Yeah. Spicy rye notes complemented by years of aging and charred white oak barrels. Nothing like the labeling on whiskey whiskey bottles. Who's caramelized Where they say they, they use so many words to say so little. Yeah. Enjoy a perfect marriage of sweet vanilla, caramel, caramel, whatever you want to say, butterscotch, 
and rye in 1792 high rye bourbon. Yeah, that's good. Not bad. At all. That was a really good pairing, man. Yeah, that's really good. So, before... Before... We get too much further. Uh, I want to talk about a couple of things for uh, for this episode and kind of for the next few or couple of weeks, uh, at the very least. So first and foremost, this is our return to Bourbon and Beyond, or mine, if we want to get super technical about it. And so the the majority of this episode is going to be uh, interviews that I conducted throughout the weekend. Um, Eric and I are actually recording this uh, in the middle of Bourbon and Beyond weekend. So there could be some like slight changes to the lineup of how everything's going to function. Um, but for the most part, uh, the, the plan is to have the interviews that happened. Uh, here, uh, I didn't do video with the interviews, so it's just going to be audio if you're watching the, the YouTube version uh, of the show. But also, um, go watch the, the YouTube version. Uh, it's We're doing some fun things over there. It'd be just be me like this. Freeze frame. There's going to be a little green alien that comes and lands right on your nose. I don't know where. All right, you can stop. You're freaking me out. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much. Too much. It's too much. I can't take it anymore. I can't tell back. if you're real or not. Next week, we, Eric and I haven't really figured out exactly what the plan is here just yet, but <clears throat> we have some kind of idea in place of us going to Louder Than Life as well. Um, you look very unsure about those plans. Oh, I just didn't know if what we if we'd even been able to figure anything out yet. We'll talk. We'll talk about it. Yeah, here in a bit. Um, but I, I, th- this has been kind of a weirder year for Bourbon and Beyond, uh, as far as interviews go. We we haven't had as much of a dedicated media tent uh, as we have in the past, and truth be told. Because it has been three years since the last time that we did Bourbon and Beyond and recording those interviews, um, I'm having to kind of relearn a few things. So if the the episode itself doesn't sound as good as uh, past episodes have or things are kind of a little bit jarring, I understand if you want to skip over that. Um, we're still going to do a review this episode. We're still going to talk about a few things. Uh, but the majority of of this week's episode is going to be the interviews that I recorded uh, at Bourbon and Beyond. I also want to mention, too, that uh, there will be a couple, and I think I'm going to only put this out for Patreon, um, because, you know, this was kind of a private-ish event, whatnot. Um, But I was able to go and sit in on a few panels as well. And I recorded audio from that, uh, so I believe I'm going to put that out for Patreon in the week or so following nice. uh, the the festivals and after these these episodes come out. So patreon.com slash podcast uh, for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, but 
just uh, I'm, I think I think I've been a little bit long-winded about something that I don't even know how it's going to turn out at this point. So hey, hey, I love you. I think you're going to do great. Hey, I love I, you I, too. I, 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 I believe in you. Um, I'm pushing my uh, power to over to you, uh, spirit bomb style. Mm. I know you've got some high lifes that will just fuel your creativity, and I believe in you. And I think that that's all you need. That's all and I need. As they're listening to this, they're going to be like, fucking nailed it. Perseverance and bourbon. Perseverance and bourbon. That's all we can ask for. Look for I that do, on thismybourbonshop.com. I do have to ask you, though, um, what have you been drinking recently? <laughs> well, I drank a beer earlier. I Did only drank one. I only drank one. I didn't drink another beer. 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 I did not drink a Bloody Mary. Um, had a, a cougar bait for dinner at Rooster's with some wings. I mean, some little wangs. Some little wangs. Would, <laughs> would, okay. Little wang. Little wang. wang. Yeah. Little, little, little wangs. What's a... Uh, did did were there any kind of saucins happening around yeah, the Yeah, uh, I got saucy. See what you? I do, I do. So pulling back the curtains for people who listening who may not know, I got a little tummy problem. I got a little I got the Crohn's disease, a little Crohn's disease going on. But I still like I like a little 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 pinch of spicy. So what I do, I do like a sweet barbecue toss them in the sweet barbecue and then I ask for like a, a hot on the side so I get like a little dab a little dabby a little dab of hot sauce <clears throat> with my sweet barbecue so it's kind of like a sweet hot and that's how I go go for my wings I've I've kind of started doing something similar too like I I went through the whole the hot ones challenge uh where you know they have that frozen wing package, yeah. uh, frozen boneless wings that you can get at Walmart. And I actually don't know if you can still get them anymore, but you you get up to, so if you watched Hot Ones, you know that you get up to the last wing and it's called the last dab because you put a little bit of extra hot sauce on there. And it's already at like two and a half million Scoville. And it's, it's brutal. It's insane. Um, but I, I like... I kind of had to like climb that mountain just to prove that I could do it to myself. And so everything afterwards has just kind of been me adjusting my palate and enjoying hot sauce for what it is, as opposed to trying to, you know, be a big old tough guy. Yeah. Instead <laughs> or, of taking shots anything. of whiskey. Yeah. You put it in a glen and you smell it and you you Take appreciate it and you appreciate you appreciate it. it you're not disrespecting you appreciate it on your palate palate your palate and everybody's palates are different it's true it is very true i also had this this uh oh the new rye the new rye from uh wilderness trail how do the, you like oh it's so good i want to try it so badly I'll give you some. I'll give you a little, little dabby. Little dabby. It's good though. Like I, yeah. Like it's it's got a gray label now instead of the green. It's still a this one is still a single barrel. Um, but I don't know. Did they just change the label on it or did yeah, they? Yeah, I think so. I think so. 
Because um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that Haley posted... Well, they did a blend for Kentucky that's, Bourbon That's Fest. what I was about to say, but it was the same label style. Yeah. So I'm I'm guessing that th- yeah. that's going to be what they're using for the, it's got the, the rye new label bottle. moving forward. It's got the new bottle. Love the new bottle. Yeah, it's good, man. It's, this is it's a great not, one. It, it's just not as... Um, uh, what's the word? When it's like kind of big around... But not so big that you can't. What is the word? Rounds with birth. Mirth. Turf. Firth. Smurf. Oh, worth. That's what it is. Oh no, sorry. It's girth. <laughs> um. Anyway. But yeah, this was a single barrel. But <laughs> I have. I, I I I need to send ooh, I need to send Mr. Embellish Pod himself who's at walking around Kentucky Bourbon Fest being all acting like he's cool with his VIP tent or whatever it was but I need to get him to uh grab me one of those um, those blends I need yep. to get that blend yeah faux show yeah it there it it McCully posted a thing that was like it, it yielded four hundred and twenty bottles. Oh, that's <laughs> what, like, that's what Haley like, said. Yeah. They, they were it was four hundred and twenty bottles, and they were selling it for sixty nine dollars a bottle. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think that she just said nice. <laughs> oh, nice. So good. Uh, I got a couple of things that I'll talk about real quick uh, before we get into the interviews for Bourbon and Beyond. One is a Knob Creek single barrel that was picked by our buddy Adam Terry down with the Nashville Bourbon Society. I got that up my way a little bit earlier this week. It is spectacular. He drinks bourbon. He does. He does? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. Um, It's actually (laughs) over 10 years old, too. Oh. So it's been extra special, I would say. And I guess kind of hanging on the Jim Beam train. All of my uh, what I've been drinking recently are all Jim Beam related. When I this this panel, and you'll hear more of it too if you're on the Patreon. But uh, this panel that I I was able to sit in on uh, that Fred hosted, Fred Minnick. Uh, we we tasted three different 15 year old bourbons that all came from Jim Beam. Two of them were sourced for other companies, uh, so Prideful Goat and Kentucky Senator both used 15-year-old bourbons, uh, but then we also tried the Knob Creek 15-year uh, alongside it, and I was really impressed, and we went up in proof. It was 100 uh, for the Knob Creek, 107 for the Senator, and 114 for the Prideful Goat, and that Senator was right on the money. I mean that that was exactly what I was hoping to uh all bean products, huh? All bean products. Nice. Whether it was for themselves or uh, or sourced. So speaking of uh Mr. Minnick, can we can we play can I steal a little segment of a uh a show that I watch on YouTube, a sneaker show where we we rate um somebody's outfit and we either f- we drip it, we flip it 
or we skip it. Can we pull up? Can we pull up Fred's Fred's post that he posted on Instagram? What he was wearing at Bourbon and Beyond? Yeah, um, yeah. Let's go ahead and do that. I guess. <laughs> so if you're if you're watching on the YouTube version, uh, you're seeing the the. I mean, here's the thing. I see this. And my immediate reaction is drip. You think drip? Drip. I'm thinking. I'm thinking drip. I'm gonna flip. I'm gonna flip this one. I think oh. there's an. I think there's enough there that you say that these perfectly round sunglasses with that with that um, little handkerchief on his neck there, his little ascot. You say you say this was actually worn by Fred Minnick. I think I could flip this to some some people walking around, at least for a bottle, at least a trade. I'm not going to skip it. I think it's I think it's a great ensemble, but there's something about that ascot and those sunglasses that just makes me want to flip it. I think I could flip it. No, man it 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 works for me. It works for me. It absolutely drips for me. So. What I'm kind of focusing on mostly is the like color structure that okay. he's he's got going on. So you know you've got your primary kind of more uh, pronounced color, and I mean literally a primary color with his his blue suit. Uh, and you're kind of working your your way around the the color wheel in some ways. Does got a little a little button thing there on his collar. I gotta say though. The only thing that would move me to a drip is the fact that he is fucking owning it. Look at this face. Look at that that smolder he's got going on right there. I think that's what sells it. I think that is the final cherry on top that sells the drip. I'm definitely trashing the shoes though. I ain't, those little slippers got to go. Those little slippers got to go. They look better in person. Uh, I don't know. They do. Okay. I saw well, he was wear he was wearing them yesterday too. I'm still flipping this outfit. I'm flipping it. I'm flipping okay. that ascot. I'm flipping those sunglasses, and I'm probably going to get at least an old Weller antique out of them. Man, I but I think that the sunglasses work so well with the ascot though. And again, it's kind of like this color theory thing. I don't know that it's the it's the one thing that is kind of providing enough contrast within the the drip itself to make things kind of work so well together. I think those two items, the ascot and the the sunglasses, that is what makes this work. If he were walking around, if he were walking around in this suit, same shirt, same jacket and pants, no ascot, shirt open, two buttons down, it would look so much douchier. I think that honestly, the ascot is actually what helps tie everything about this together. I think he's hiding something. I don't know what it is. He's hiding something under there. He's got a tattoo or something under there. He's just hiding. It's Perry Russell. <laughs> he's he's jumped ship. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I like marzipan. I like almond butter. Uh, <laughs> I'm Perry Russell. <laughs> Wait, no, that's Pete Samuels. Oh, shit. That's Pete Samuels. Sorry. I am Perry Russell. 
Penis Penis Anyway, so I do have one more Jim Beam recommendation, actually. And I... These bottles have been sitting around now for a few months. And I figured I wanted to take a little bit of the responsibility of actually having them into my own hands. So I took the Hardens Creek releases. Okay. The two-year-old 108 proof and the 15, 16-year-old 108 proof. Right. And I did a 50-50 blend. I was going to say, you the two put them together, didn't you, you crazy son of a bitch? <laughs> Kept asking if we could. But they didn't stop to ask themselves if they should. <laughs> should. But here's the thing. you should. Add, if you have these two bottles... You should absolutely do this blend. It is closer to, I would say, a Knob Creek than anything else within the Jim Beam profile or Jim Beam lineup of, of products, which I, I, you know, gravitate towards that, that bourbon anyway, but this helps to balance out all of the youthful notes that we were getting with the two-year-old. And even if you're starting to find some overly oaky, darker notes that you might not like as much with the the older version of this product, blending the two of them together, I think, is where this actually should have wound up being on the market. It's like when last year we... Oh, the Makers. The the Makers, exactly. The FAE 01 and 2. Once you actually blended the two of them together, it turned into a better product. And I think that's what we're kind of getting with the the two Hardens Creek releases. Uh, It's a very expensive $200 experiment to to try on your own, but I think it's it it helps to kind of elevate the experience of drinking both of those bottles, for sure. Oh, that's fun. I'll have to try that next time over. All right. We're going into this a little bit blind. I've got it. I know that there are good interviews that are coming out of this, but I hope that you guys enjoy this year's coverage of of Bourbon and Beyond. Um, I'm probably going to do a little bit of a bonus episode as well, kind of wrapping up some of the coverage where I talk about the the event as a whole, and it doesn't wind up being just like interview based. Uh, so we'll we'll get into that probably in the next few days. But just wanted to give you a heads up that this is all of like the interviews or the chats or whatever but bait is bait we'll see you guys on the other side we are i guess kicking off bourbon and beyond with a tennessee whiskey distillery yeah too. but uh hey nicole, we make bourbon you do make bourbon yes uh there's nicole from yes. cascade hollow yes. george dickel um thrilled it, to be here first of all super nice to get to meet you finally yeah, you too, too thank because you. this is um Dickel is now getting to that point where it's like everybody knows who kind of Dickel is, mainly by name. I hope so, yeah. But maybe less so the actual whiskey that's that's going into the bottle. And so much of that, right. too, is from, you know, it's like, oh, it's sourced Dickel product and, mm-hmm. and everything. But, mm-hmm. like, you guys have so much more to offer than just being a sourcing distillery. 100%. Right? Yeah. Yes, I agree. So we have to talk, too, about 
all of, they, they're just been like innovation after innovation that you guys have been doing over the past few years. I want to talk specifically about the bottled and bond yeah. as well. I'm so proud of that. What was the ins- the uh, the kind of inspiration behind that? What kind of got things rolling with the, the bottled and bond? So the bottled and bond was my first innovation release actually in this role, and really um, being perfectly candid. I was trying to change people's minds. You know, when I took this role, I think just like you said, you know, a lot of people had some really strong negative connotations about Dickel. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know if you have heard that people can be mean on the internet sometimes. I don't know if that's ever I've, I've experienced something it you've once encountered. Or twice. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, um, I'm quite familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I realized just what a what a big lift we had to show people what amazing whiskey we had. You know, we had yeah. to counter that negative perception and show them. So, Bottled and Bond, you know, if I blend that whiskey and it goes out and wins awards, people would be forced yeah. to acknowledge of course. that Cascade Hollow makes beautiful whiskeys, right? So that's what I set out to do. I never in a million years imagined that that first one would win Whiskey of the Year. That was like... And that was my next question, That was too, an out-of-the-park, I never ever would have envisioned that happening. <laughs> we didn't even get a table at Whiskey Fest that year because I didn't think that. They had to call us and be like, hey, maybe you want to come? Um, and then that changed everything, right? And then, of course, the second one, a little nerve-wracking to now Now your first one won Whiskey of the Year. What are you going to do with the sequel? Yeah. I spent weeks working on that blend because I was so paranoid about it. Now I feel like, you know, I understand our whiskeys better. I understand, you know, Bottled and Bond has kind of got this very coherent kind of fruit and nut, you know, core identity yeah, yeah, yeah. that I'm able to blend around. So it's a, lot, a little less nerve-wracking now. Sure. But it's, it's a whiskey that changed everything for George Dickel, so I love it. You, you touched on something that I think is really something that we kind of ignore a lot with with distillers and with brand rep that you're still learning the whiskey too i had just started well there well (laughs) a good point for sure but i i think that that's something too that people don't always consider because it's ever changing. I mean, one barrel is not going to be the same as the next, and you know, so on and so on. But whiskey is a long-term. You know, you, it's a ten-year project. You know, yeah, to, absolutely. It's, the idea, I think, that we ever really learn it, ever really know it, it's a bit of a fantasy. Yeah, for sure. So we got the bottle and bond. Yeah. You guys have done the this Leopold Brothers oh, I'm so collaboration proud of that too. Yes. Yeah, it's really freaking good. Thank you. I'm I so proud of it. Enjoy that. How did that kind of come about was did, were do you all the ones that approached them or vice so versa Todd actually or? came to me um, we've been there friends for a long time and uh, he you know I've been following his work on resurrecting the three chamber for you know more than a decade now and ultimately he learned later right, that actually the way that the three chamber rye was most commonly sold was blended with a column distilled whiskey so he we've been friends he okay. called me um, asking if I could help him find some column distilled rye whiskey, you know, to source so that he could properly yeah. resurrect the style, which was, of course, his ultimate ambition. And little unknown to him, I had been distilling rye whiskey for four years at Cascade Hollow, and it just felt really serendipitous. It's like, let me call you back, call my boss, like, hey, I want to do this. He signed off. I called him the next day and was like, "How about we? How about we do this together, Todd?" Um, so that was it. Was really serendipitous and. Uh, but I couldn't miss the opportunity. I, I love him as a producer. I respect him so much. Yeah. I think he's incredible. And how often in your life do you get a chance to resurrect a very, lost style very of American rarely. whiskey? So, very rarely. Uh, no, I was sure. thrilled to do it. Yeah. Thrilled. I had something. I lost it for a second. Sorry. That's how okay. it goes sometimes when you're just That's standing That's what editing is for. Exactly. Um, I know what it was. Were you always kind of looking at, and, you know, 
you've been with the, the brand for five four years. Four years now. Yeah. So that shift where you are do, doing the the actual distillation of the rye whiskey. Yeah. Was that something that was always kind of in the cards before you got there, or were, were you kind of like helping the pioneer moving forward with? Distilling you because you were sourcing from MGP for it. Yes, yeah, so, and right? the Cordical yeah. Rye is Indiana Rye, right? And yes. I have no intention to change that. And that whiskey is beautiful the way it is, right? But um, always, you know, certainly before me, they had done some different experimental distillations at Cascade Hollow. You know, tried things at different times. Sure. But you know, I came in and I think really saw an opportunity for us to make rye. I was always interested in rye. Um, so started making it without, you know, without a particular product in mind. Just let's see what we can do yeah. here. Um, and that's, it was just coming four years. So I was just starting to think about, you know, what do I want to do with this whiskey? Yeah. And when he called me. Yeah. That's fantastic. It, it's thrilling. Uh, initially we had thought maybe, um, you know, blend, like there were a lot of opportunities, but I, I can't imagine a better use than this one. And I certainly couldn't have that. Yeah. So is rye the future of Bickle or where do you guys kind of see what do you want to do with the with future products listen I think this is one of the most exciting distilleries in America right now I mean yeah. I think I'm not going to limit myself to one category or you know one item I'm interested I love whiskey I love all whiskey you know I, I'm yeah. interested in really exploring the breadth and depth of what we're capable yeah. of if I can get more of those 15 16 years 17 year picks <laughs> I'll be happy. I mean, unfortunately, I can't go back in time. That is true. And make more that's of those. That's, that's always the rub in if, whiskey distilling. But we do have some. You know, as always, good to hear. we've got a little hoard, a little stash. <laughs> Nicole, thank you so much. It was, it was such a pleasure. It was such a pleasure. It. Thank you so much. Of course. All right. We're going to see how this goes because we've got an airplane flying overhead of us. <laughs> and we got Jimmy Vaughn playing in the background. But I'm super happy to be welcoming the Brewer Brothers. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Guys, it's so have it's so good to have you all on the podcast too. Uh, you're playing with your dad, yep. right, Gary? Gary Brewer. Yep. Um, celebrating 40 years too of it being in the music industry, being in bluegrass, that's right. bluegrass. However, you guys want to actually put yeah, it. Man. But um, what, what's it mean to be able to come to Bourbon and Beyond? and share this music. I mean, this is very ingrained in your souls, not just as musicians, but Kentuckians, too. Right. Absolutely, man. Well, we're we're just tickled to death, man, to be able to, to be a part of Urban and Beyond because, like you said, it's so uh, just vast is a good word for it. I mean, every, just like you said, who's playing right now? Yeah. And then, you know, it's awesome. You know, all these artists coming together for something like this. I mean, where else can you go and, and hear these same people at the same day at the same place, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's pretty awesome, and uh, yeah, of course we want to congratulate our dad for the for 40 years. That's a long time to do anything, and uh, it's a lot of work, man. People don't. We was talking about this in an earlier interview. You know, people see you pull in in a you know million and a half dollar bus and and come out in sparkle coats and everything, and they say, man, <laughs> I want to I want to be a rock star. I want to do that. Yeah. And uh, we love it, but it's a lot of work, and he's put his work in, and we're kindly. Uh, we're kindly uh, reaping the benefits, reaping the benefits yeah. of a lot of the hard work he's sure. done, and we've put in our, some of our own as well. Of course, of course, of course. Because uh, you didn't, you didn't just come out right. and you were able to play music. I mean, right. you had to sit down and do it. But did you guys feel any kind of pressure or anything to to play music growing up, or did that just kind of come naturally? It was just natural, man, because it's it was everywhere uh, in comp 
us around us, you know, growing sure. up. Of and, and we was both kindly, uh, right as we sort of almost come out of the womb, we, we was on the tour bus and <laughs> out going, you know, and yeah, Dad course. would take us. And it's just, it's always been a part of our life. And so it's, it's like uh, people that grow up, if their parents are swimmers or just whatever, you know, it's just... That's yeah. all we've ever known, you know. Right. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, we're we're tickled to be a part of it, and basically, uh, you go ahead and shed a little light. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's something. It's something to answer your question there. You know, it, it wasn't something that was forced. You know. Sure. Yeah. Right? Of course. Because obviously, you know, a lot of people might see where that could happen or it's like oh yeah. okay you know your dad's in the music business he obviously wants you to follow him in yeah. his footsteps it wasn't anything like that we we took it upon ourselves at separate times you know he he obviously was in the band before I was and then after I come along in other words it was something that we wanted to do just on our own if yeah. we had our we had our own ideas about what we wanted to do for a, a living and everything and so that's what we wanted to do and that's what we stuck with yeah so it, it was it was kind of cool you know he let us kind of choose our own path you know right it's a good thing it wasn't forced with us because <laughs> the, the way we are you know we'd have rebelled against it not done. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i was thinking yeah, when he yeah. said it <laughs> but, i i get that i get that for sure but you know, you know? He, he was just like uh it was something we wanted to do, like I say, and, and he reminds us of that occasionally, you know, if we, if, we, if we gripe about anything, he'll say, well, you wanted this? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, and it's true, but, you know, uh, there's a producer of ours that says this all the time, and, and, and uh, I, I really, honestly, I never thought of it like this, but uh, because, like I said, it's always been just what we've always been used to. Of but course. He said, he, he put our, his arm around me and Mason. He said, "You know, this is not normal life." He said, "People don't normally get to do this when they yeah. go to their nine to five. He said, "This is not. In other words, this is extraordinary to be able to live life and do this actually for a living. That's all we've ever right. done. Our yeah. whole life, we don't yeah. we've never work. Well, we've worked, but we ain't never worked. You've, you've worked a day job like they call sure, it. Sure, sure. But um, I don't want to discredit though no. the, the actual work that oh, you guys yeah, have put in because well, I mean this isn't sunshine and rainbows. No, when, you of know, course, when you work absolutely. For yourself, then, you know you don't have a clock. Out, it's, it's stressful. Done when it's done. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I so, I get that. I was up until about. 5 a.m. the other day, yeah. just editing podcast stuff. Oh, yeah. But but it's a passion. I, see? Absolutely. You know, and absolutely. the same way with the podcast. It's, it's, and, uh, you know, like I, I said earlier, I said it's all good and it's made us a living and, and we've been fortunate that way. We're, we're all... Uh, Thankfully, you know, we're not in we're not in mansions, but we're all in three or four thousand square feet houses, and we're all paid off. We, yep. we don't owe anybody for our house. We don't owe anybody for our vehicles. We've all got newer vehicles. We own our own tour bus. So, in other words, we we really ain't asking nobody for nothing. Exactly. We're just, we're just doing it, and if we do 100 dates a year or 50, we're content, and that that's a good place to be. But you know, in your mind. We're all competitive, so there's always that. Oh yeah, if we did 50 this year, we want to do double that next. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You always want more. I think that's everything in life. I, you know, it's like if you ever ask somebody, hey, can you have too much of this or that? It's hard to. You say no. You can have too much of anything. Of course. But, 
if you have, we ain't never had it yet. No. <laughs> but, you know, the point is, man, I think it's just a wonderful, yeah, just, uh, it's a blessing. It's a blessing Absolutely. that we've been able to do this and that we've been able to share it with each other. You know what I'm saying? And uh, our grandfather, we lost him in 2020, my dad's dad. Oh, I'm sorry he to hear that. performed with us. Yeah. And uh, he was, uh, for dad's uh, entire 40-year career, he was the bus driver. He'd done all the driving. So, of course, we miss him and from that aspect, and we miss him from everything else, too, because he was a jokester. You know, he always would have us at 3, 4, 5 in the morning. Yeah. You know, if you get up, we get we get kind of goofy when we get uh, when it gets late. Wonky. Yeah. And, and you, <laughs> you've expended yourself. I'm yeah. sure a couple drinks might be in there, too. And, well, you know. People, when, we get, when we get up, you know, past about 3 a.m., you know, we can stay up for probably three days. A lot of these other, yeah, and have multiple. A lot of these guys, you know, they they all are bragging and say, oh yeah, you know, I'm a road guy, I'm a road guy, I'm a road hard guy. Right, yeah. right. You get on there, and I mean, uh, within see, about two days, quick, within yeah. about two yeah. days with us, you know, they don't even, they can't even tell you their name. We took this poor guy. We took it. We tried out this this new roadie, and. Uh, at the end of the first day, we was driving through the night to the next gig. He couldn't even sit in the seat. He kept sliding out of the seat. And, uh, the funny thing is, basically, because we could stay up so late, he said, and I didn't know this until after the fact that the boy spent the night with him the night before. Because we, we, we all uh, are based out of, uh, or, uh, down there, basically E-Town area. And so we've got a big warehouse and stuff. Yeah. And it's right there, kind of, we call it our compound, right by all of our houses. Dad owns about 400 acres out there. So sure. We're all and so he stayed with Mason, and instead of them going to sleep that night, because we were going on about a four-day run, instead of them going to sleep that night, they laid down there, and, and then Mason got up and turned every light in the house on and said, hey, have you seen my ar 15 <laughs> And so then he, he immediately goes into taking that gun apart, showing him all this gun collection and every other thing he could think of. In How, words, how'd that go over? He, he oh, it was great. He, yeah. he, he didn't let him go to bed till 6 a.m., and we left at 7. So he wasn't thinking about the... He was excited, period. Yeah. So he wasn't thinking about the time. And I was like, all right, we should probably go to sleep, you know. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, we're leaving at like 8 o'clock, and it was about 7, getting close to 7 a.m. Right. And I said, all right, we should go to sleep. And I slept an hour, woke up, looked, set the alarm, and I got over and woke up, and he's, oh. and, and I jarred his trotter blue. I said, wake up. It's time to get in the shower. We got to Part, part of me is like, what does that do for your your creative process, too? Because, I mean, you, you guys are, you know, you're you're riding with your dad, too. I mean, he's not riding everything. Yeah. And uh, so, you know. We take a little hit of life every now That's why I say, we're, we're just uh, natural there you go. high on life, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? People don't understand that, but when you perform anywhere, oh, yeah. I yeah. don't care if it's to two people or two million. It, it's a rush. It, it's like I told somebody. It's hard that, to go to sleep it, after. It's like I know uh, where people can understand it. And yeah. Just general people. It's like riding the biggest roller coaster you've ever rode. Right, that feeling you get when you're going down this biggest hill on this roller coaster. But like amplify that by like ten. Yeah. If people yeah. don't understand that, and um, 
but that's the way it is and and so that's that's what's that's what we always say we do it all over again for free I mean because if you really think about and that goes back to circling back what we start out on with that hey this ain't normal life yeah so you know if uh, if something happened to us tomorrow we've been blessed you know what I mean so that's a cool that's a cool way to think and we try to do that every day like just put it all in yeah the best show we can do the best we can because you never know man god I really hope this isn't your last interview though I hope not you never know man yeah nowadays uh, and uh, a lot of things happen yeah of course people don't understand on the road traveling we've seen so many things through the years traveling and we've been just lucky you know yeah well, so, uh, if if this did wind up being your last interview, yeah. what do you want to put out into the world? What do you what do you just want to some piece of wisdom, some piece of knowledge for people? Because I mean, you can write all the songs that you want, and you can sing all the songs that you want, but not everybody hears those in the way that you intend them. Right. So what what's your your message for for people? exit on out here and leave Mason to finish up yeah. and I know we've been having a good time of cutting up but like you said that's a that's a good uh, wholesome thought and I would just tell everybody man in other words uh, we love each other and we love our family and, and in other words family is the most important thing exactly and you know uh, sometimes you love them sometimes you hate them you know but it, it's I, yeah. it, people don't understand that unless they're traveling together every day but uh, it's it's all good at the end of the day in other words the good outweighs the bad and we we love our music progress and i, I feel like together we've created and we've went from his career and, and we breathe new life into it and together as a family we've created something that i think will last yeah you know what i mean yeah it'll be relevant 20 years from now i feel like and people will rediscover it then and and, and so that's that's my any thought love you guys and i'm gonna wayne it was so, so good to meet you man absolutely we'll have some we need to have some drinks like later together yeah, too cool, thank yeah. you guys so much for everything wayne thank you buddy um well to answer your question on my end of it um he walks away and you're like, I hate that guy. <laughs> Can't stand him. That was all a bunch of... <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, no, on, on my end of it, kind of to touch on the, the same thing that he said, but also I feel like that it's important that people discover in the music business, especially like younger people who are just getting into it, no matter what the genre yeah. is, they, it's important that they discover their originality. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Their own voice. That's something that is not. It's it's kind of a, a big hole almost that nowadays you don't hear a lot of people doing new original things. Absolutely. It, no matter what genre, it's not genre yeah. specific, and it's important to do that because that's how music goes on. You know. Uh, People, even though that they're great and we all love their music, all of the greats, you can't be that person again because there's already yeah. been one of them. Yeah. So I feel like that's an important thing, and that's what we've tried to do. Uh, even when when you play, there's nothing wrong with with tipping your head to somebody and playing somebody else's songs, but put your own twist on it. You know? Yeah. Uh, it's the irony is not really, lost on me that Jimmy Vaughn, who yeah. is just a child of yeah. you know a, a student of the blues, right, yeah. is playing just as you're saying that. Yeah. And I mean, it, it just 
I, I think that's something. I completely agree with you. Yeah. You know, people need to actually step in and like understand how they right. fit into their well, own look at all music. The greats. That's where they came from. They listened to Muddy Waters and exactly. all those guys, and that's how that they yeah. became who they were and found their path, so to speak. Yeah. So I mean, everybody's got a place in the music industry. You just gotta take the time and, and kind of yeah. discover where that is. For sure. For sure. Mason, I appreciate you too, man. Thank you so much for sitting down with me for a Thank little you, bit. Brother. And uh, it. people go check out where where can they listen to y'all's music too? Uh, Spotify, all the major streaming platforms. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're on all those Spotify, Pandora, all the all that good stuff. Uh, go to Brewgrass.com, check out our tour dates and everything, and uh, we'll see you guys hopefully down the road. Yeah, like you will. Social media, follow us on there, Gary Brewer and the Kentucky Ramblers. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you guys down the road somewhere. Sounds great, Mason. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate Thank it. You, yeah, dude. Day four, Bourbon and Beyond. Uh, day two for me and for these guys as well chad and sarah what a surprise running oh. into you all here at a bourbon event at who would have thought huh. um, where you guys actually are going to be doing a session too here in a little bit i'm yeah. not nervous at all about it <laughs> well you know fully confident speaking juice helps it does which is the other name for bourbon speaking juice speaking juice that's what i call it i yeah. need a little i always thought it was courage water liquid Both, courage all of them i like i like courage water better because it makes you sound like you just word vomited well, it depends if you want name <laughs> brand or if you want the knockoff label you know S- support water I yeah think is, speaking yeah. juice is like you know the the brand name and yeah. then courage courage juice is like the walmart brand. Yeah, exactly the uh it's the, like mountain holler the big k the knockoff brand. brand yeah 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 it helps me feel all the eyeballs staring at me less <laughs> right all the judgment it's a little easier to take with uh, some speaking juice well also or courage what's, water. what's cool is we're gonna be outside so are they gonna since it's so sunny, we're gonna be wearing sunglasses, and then it's like extra layer. So you guys are also really, really high. Right yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah. I'm not built for this weather. I don't know if you've seen me, uh, but my skin is almost translucent. I, this is not the weather for me. I do not thrive. I'm a, I'm a half potato. You, you've also yeah. been here for about two minutes, and you've just been waving the fan constantly. I'm already sweating. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's yeah. just how. That's just how it goes. But. I, I got to ask you guys, too, because you came from the Kentucky Bourbon Festival, how things were there, how it compared to, well, I mean, it's not apples to apples, essentially, but, you know, you got to kind of run the gamut of all the the bourbon festivities happening this, this weekend, so... How are you holding up, first of all? <laughs> Ooh, better, better than expected. Yeah. I better than expected. I, I actually that. have yeah. energy, which is shocking. Uh-huh. Didn't yeah. feel so great this morning, but I'm here. Uh, it's 2 o'clock. I'm here. Yeah, you know, I think I think we ran into more people that we knew at, at the Kentucky Bourbon Festival, and, um, you know, that kind of drains your social battery a little bit more. Yeah, for but sure. But here at Bourbon Beyond, since it's so big, you know, we did run into some people... Uh, here and there, but not as many. So we were able just to sort of walk around, meander around, and and do our own thing, uh, kind of. Yeah. yeah, it was almost in a weird way more energizing. Like after yesterday, I don't know. Maybe I'm speaking I, I wrong. I get what you're I saying. Get, I get yeah. that. I yeah. get that because you're actually kind of like able to keep to yourself, and like it it helps you to get more energy back than right. it does. Yeah, it was anything. a good little recharge. I feel like yeah. yesterday. I believe that. Um, but as far bit. as like the feel, I feel like. Kentucky Bourbon Festival, you're going to have more bourbon fans, and here, obviously, it's more music fans, so right. you have more people 
wanting to know about the bottle and the pour and the brand. Yeah. And here it's more, can I have more bourbon? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, to, the, to an extent. Yeah. yeah. And we were talking about this before we started recording, too. But when you go to these events, they have the tent set up for different brands, but it's not Jimmy Russell and the Wild Turkey. Right? Not, not anymore. It's Well, yeah, but it, it's, it's people who have been hired to wear the shirt and say, drink Maker's Mark or drink Knob Creek. It's not yeah. somebody from the distillery. And Absolutely. I think, like, I think that you really, really lose that accessibility if that's the route that you go. I think here at Bourbon Beyond, if you want that accessibility you got to go to the you know the yeah you got to go to the things. at the yeah. bourbon stage exactly yeah and um it's still gonna be less hands-on because it's gonna be more you're watching a presentation but i mean i don't know i think they give you options like for the uh, maybe the new bourbon drinker who would go up to the big bourbon bar and just say i don't know i pick whatever it's um, overwhelming. There, right, there's a lot of options, it's but I think it, the majority of the festival caters to like I'm interested or I know enough to know I want this one. But then they yeah. also have like activations if you if you go looking for them. Yeah. Again, like the on the stage, um, and then they had the Chris's Picks Bourbon Bar, and they've got the Silver Dollar Hunters Club, which yeah, again, if true. you know what you're looking for, you can find it. Um, but as Kentucky Bourbon Festival, it's kind of more like that everywhere. But then you don't get you know, as big and you don't get the music. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a trade-off. Yeah. yeah. I I don't know. There's something about, and I mean, this is now the fourth time that I've been to Bourbon and Beyond, but there's something that just feels more comfortable being here. Like, I don't feel like I have to be as on, you know? So that's what I was going to say before. Yeah. It's like, I don't mean to say, I don't know, when we talk in that way, I'm like, uh, do we sound self-important? I don't know. But like, it's, it's almost like when you meet people who you know, watch or listen, yeah. you want to give them the best possible experience when you have that interaction. Yeah. And it does take a little piece of your energy every time to be able to do that. It's not a bad thing. It's a great thing. Yeah. We love meeting all those people. But at the end of the day, I'm like, I have nothing left to give. <laughs> Whereas here, you get to be just one in a crowd. You know, you just get to walk around and enjoy. Can we watch Teletubbies and go to sleep, please? <laughs> Brain no worky. No, I, I, I get that, too. This is, I mean, kind of a deeper conversation than I was initially intending. But we're, like, we're deep people, Perry. What are yeah, your no, top three worst fears? Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Having my nails ripped off. Ew. Okay. Having all my teeth pulled out of my head. All right. Oh, I have that dream a I lot. Have, I have it. It's a weird thing. It, it like even like teeth breaking. I hate it. I hate that that thought. But teeth crumbling is a re recurring dream of yeah. mine. So probably we could add getting a curb stomp to your list. Yes. Chad, wow, no, that's, that's got no, real that's, intense. I think that kind of goes hand in hand with uh, losing teeth. The, he doesn't yeah, want to lose any teeth. teeth. <laughs> His adult yeah. teeth. And then I guess uh, losing my wife and child. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, it's getting not, real here. This yeah. is Maybe podcast. I should have said just irrational fears. I uh, know that. Well, no, I, I would say two out of three. I don't think that's two out of three. Those yeah. are semi-irrational. Yeah. So this festival, I'll leave it up to so you to guess. Yeah. So anyways, we're having a great day. So like the the thing about it though too is like you you meet these people who consume your content and like you also have to like not be too drunk. <laughs> too drunk, yeah. yeah. You know, it's you know, definitely like, a fine balance where like I want to have enough. Yeah. Uh, as we talked about earlier, speaking, speaking juice, juice, liquid courage, social interaction just, juice. Yeah, yeah, some social interaction juice. Um, 
to, you know, keep me energized and like yeah. going throughout the day, but then you don't want to have, you don't want to go over that tipping point, that bell curve on the other side of it. And then you're like, did I meet you? What did we talk about? And this is why I have such a hard time remembering yeah. names, faces, and places at festivals. Someone His name's like, Perry. I know. <laughs> I've been thinking this whole time, like, I think it starts with a P. How do I know this guy? I've met him before. <laughs> Has he been to my house? <laughs> People will say, oh, we oh, met Oh, man, in- I called him Peter. Uh, <laughs> that's not the first or last time that will oh, happen to me. Not the first oh, or last oh. time that will happen to me. Or I guess Jerry would have been. Jerry. I have been called Jerry, Barry, Larry. Gary, Larry, Harry. I like Jerry. Harry. I'll tell you. Tell you a funny story about Carrie, Jerry off Jerry. Stage. Now I'm just going through the I'm just going through the <laughs> alphabet. <Yeah>. Fairy. <laughs> mm, already oh, Jerry. Harry, you're right. All right, cut him off. Mary. Harry. Query. Query. Chad, it's only two. Well, now it's three. But anyway, I don't even really know what we're talking about at this point. But I I'm really excited to see you guys do this in in person. Cause like. I don't think I've ever been present for you all doing a flight fight. Oh. And it's like, I've known you all for, what, five years now? And Uh yeah, I'm just, I'm just now realizing that that's never, not that I would be like lurking in the shadows or anything while you were Look at our little milestone moments that we're having. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You guys are about to hit six years, right? We 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 have hit six. Six years in July. Uh Yeah. Golly, man. I know. I can't believe it. We'll be five in, well, next month. Wow! Yeah, yeah which that's is crazy because right. I, I always think like we've been doing the channel for about three years before uh-huh. uh, before we met Perry, but that's not that's not, no, true. That's not the no. case at all. And I mean, I did, like I didn't start the podcast too long after I met you all either. Yeah. So it was just kind of a very quick like progression. But again, like 2020 absolutely destroyed my sense of time. Right. So yeah. And losing, time flies when you're drinking bourbon. So. It was a leap that year. Too. We just leaped like, the year. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good joke. Are you going to throw that in your I'm here all week. I'm here all week. <laughs> He's been working on his jokes as we've been sitting at this table. I'm Goodness like, wow. You're gonna throw I have that to in laugh and pretend too. like it's the first time I've heard them. <laughs> I haven't said that before. I don't think. Well, we'll figure it out yeah. together. But anyway, um, I always feel like, too, these festivals are not complete without me seeing you guys and sitting down and getting to chat for a little while at this point. But I don't think I have to say this <laughs> <laughs> to anybody listening to this show, but if you haven't watched It's Bourbon Night yet, watch It's Bourbon Night, because please, still, still we, the best, we invite still you the best to in the biz. For your consideration. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're just happy to be here. Yeah. Just, it's just, just an honor to be nominated. I'm just here so it's, I don't get fined. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for your pleasure. Thank you, Pear Bear. I didn't even talk about this Makers. It's really good. Oh, Did yeah, you makers. get me Makers? I did. It doesn't taste like That's Makers. That's what I asked for. I saw them pour Makers. It tastes oakier than... Huh. I'm doing something unusual and drinking bourbon on the rocks. I was surprised. I thought you had wine. It's so too hot. hot. <laughs> you thought she had wine? Wine? It's also not it wine like, weather. Oh, I see. It but does like, kind of like, like, look like, like, like a white Chardonnay wine. or something. Yeah. Sure. That's what I saw from a distance. Sure. No. Presumptuous little number. It's too hot. Huh. You know what they say about Perry assuming things? Mm. He does it a lot and he's always wrong. <laughs> I think that's how that goes. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. All right. We'll get you guys out of here. Bye. Bye. <laughs> See, what they don't tell you is that if you use two microphones, you wind up being twice as good at podcasting. So, not like that, though. <laughs> that's the. <laughs> if I had to give you any notes, that's the actual absolute wrong way to use a microphone. Don't do it that way. <laughs> to record a podcast. <laughs>
Yes, stop it immediately. <laughs> God, I came on really strong after a really nice conversation that we had before I hit the record no, button. No, that, like that was exactly the vibe. We're all, we're all just a little tired, a little out of it. My voice is like crumbling. I can, I can hear it for sure. But you, so I guess I should say, I'm sitting down with Bella White, yes. too. Country, Canadian country music superstar. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'll take it. I won't argue with you. That's me. I'm, I'm really, really excited to get down and uh, get to sit down and talk with you, um, oh, thank you. about about your music. Absolutely. And, and thank you for taking your time to, to chat. Um, you, you're currently writing your second album, right? Just finished recording it. Just finished it. recording it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we're ahead of schedule. <laughs> yeah, unlike Boy and Bear, who were supposed to be here this weekend, oh, and really? they they backed out because they were recording right now. Oh, which I duty think calls, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I would have taken a little bit of time to get away and like, yeah, perform personally, do the thing, but like do the thing that you're supposed to be doing anyway. Yeah. For anyway, especially after the past few years of not getting to do exactly. that thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I feel you. That's that's beside the point but how are you feeling about coming back into the studio on your second go around I feel good about it I mean it was a really positive experience like it was a definitely like a different experience than making the first album I feel like we had a lot more support um, just like with having the label there and like having just more connections and just like a beautiful studio to record. I mean, we recorded the first album in a beautiful studio too, but this was just a different experience. Yeah. Like very, very different experience. And it was awesome. I feel really great about it. There's a there's a guy that I, I used to follow quite a bit. Sorry also if, I, if it seems like I'm really quiet because I can hear myself in the headphones and I'm like, I think I'm being too loud. <laughs> No, um, <laughs> but there's a guy I, I follow who said that recording an album is like trying to get back to Narnia through the same door get twice. Get back to... To Narnia. Oh. <laughs> through the same door twice. Kind of. It was like you you can never find the exact same no. way to, to get and to it. And it's like a fool's errand to try. Like yeah. it's just not... Yeah. I, I, I don't... And I like I don't want to do anything the same way twice anyway. No, I mean what? it's like people have heard your out al- like you've already made one album. It's like make a new album now. Don't make yeah. it the same album. I mean, make, make, <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds so aggressive. It's like, make it's like, a different album. They got a knife then. to your throat. Yeah. They're like make an album. Yeah, You're like exactly. I don't want to right now. You're like I'm tired. I'm, I'm in the bath. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm relaxing. <laughs> Goodbye. How how did you kind of know? when you were ready to, to get back into the studio? Was it a, an amount of songs? Was it the quality of the songs? Was it just like, like... It was a culmination of all sorts of different things. Like, definitely those factors felt, like, good. I was like, okay, I've been writing this year, yeah. like, over the past two years, like, you know, gathering my little ducks or eggs or whatever to put in my basket. Anyway, Your duck eggs. My duck eggs, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bigger egg. Um, and then also just, like, feeling feeling like ready to kind of like show forth what I've been working on and how it's evolving and it definitely feels like after you know having this album just like leaving have been out for two years like it just it felt like I was ready to bring some new energy yeah. and some new sounds into the world what and I, I know that this is a common question but what did the, these past couple insane years 
do for you musically? Like, were you, did you feel more of like a, a sense of calm when you sat down to write or were you just as stressed as you might have been beforehand or what was it, that like for you? It was definitely like, it was a really interesting two years because over like the course of the pandemic, in the middle of the pandemic, I signed with my label, Rounder Records, and then we re-released the album that I already put out. So it started as being this very like calm time where I was writing a lot and like really just like, I don't know, getting in touch with the side of myself I haven't, yeah. I hadn't been able to really access in a while. And then when I signed with the label, it turned into like all of a sudden just being like incredibly busy with like Zoom meetings all day, every day, just like trying to navigate that. And so it like went from this kind of calm, introspective time to this like really intense, like kind of stressful time where I was like, okay, I'm making all of these like really big life decisions and like. I can't leave my house and I like I, I don't know what to do so it was kind of like it was definitely like a little overwhelming but and I feel like there was a moment where I kind of had to take a step back from writing and like just kind of like forget about it for a minute yeah. and like not feel bad about that yeah and then since then since things have been kind of opening up and people are out doing stuff like this now I feel like I'm kind of back in a good state but the pandemic definitely like it, it took a toll for sure but it also was a really like beautiful time to connect with myself a little bit more yeah. and like re reassess how I want to write going forward yeah. and revisiting these these songs that you've kind of had in your back pocket for so long and we, we we were talking about this before I hit record but going into your first album it was a culmination of like years and years and yeah, years of writing totally. and I, I know that experience very intimately yeah, because I, I I did basically the same thing yeah but going back and like revisiting those songs for you now what's your relationship with with them oh yeah at this point I mean, I mean are, do you do you still love them as much <laughs> as you did then do you feel kind of a dis disconnect from it in some ways it kind of ebbs and flows like I go through periods of time where I'm like okay enough I don't want to like always sing these songs anymore and then I like I have to just like I mean honestly playing them for people and like today our set today like there were so many people singing along and like you know just like really feeling it and like that is so cool yeah it was awesome and yeah. it's like when when I'm watching those people like connecting with them and like being brought you know emotion from that like it kind of reinvigorates the, the like sensation that I felt when I wrote those songs of just yeah. being like oh these are like my like these songs even though they're like some of them are like five years old it's like they're songs I wrote at a time feeling like a really intense emotion at that time yeah. and so like as much as now I can kind of feel a little disconnected from them or a little farther away when I'm like in these environments where like I'm watching someone experience it I'm like oh damn like that makes me feel it more again <laughs> because like I'm watching you have a direct like emotional reaction that's a really cool experience to yeah have, it's really cool sure. I mean it's it's just like my it blows my mind every time I'm like oh damn people like it <laughs> <laughs> And thank God too, or else yeah. you wouldn't be able to, you know, do wouldn't, a lot of this. Yeah. <laughs> what what's something that you really want to accomplish musically? Maybe like you know a different genre or something like you want to collaborate with somebody. Like, oh yeah. What's like a big bucket list musical goal for oh, you? Well, I feel like one of them, like 
within the like world of like country and bluegrass music, like playing the Ryman Auditorium oh. in Nashville, like heck yeah, that would be a big a big dream of mine. And like it's so great to like that dream feels attainable, you know. Like I have so many oh, friends yeah. that are playing there, and like, but I I've yet to to witness the Ryman from the stage. Yeah. I've been to shows there, but we'll get you to open for Tyler Childers or <laughs> yeah, something. That'd be awesome. You know, I'll, yeah. talk, I'll talk about Tyler in a second, but. <laughs> Um, really nice to sit down with you. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Where can people go find your music and everything? It's all on Spotify. I was about to say it's on Instagram. I mean, it isn't on Instagram, but yeah. you can find me on Instagram. I think I need to stop asking people where they can find their music. Because, I mean, like, everybody knows. But maybe someone has, like, a it. really crazy answer. They're yeah. like, if you go down to like 12th street and on the fourth yeah, night of every there's a treasure September. chest <laughs> if you go to the end of the rainbow there's a pot of gold and it's just filled with like floppy disks spent all floppy disks of music <laughs> yeah that unique. brought back a, that brought back a memory i hadn't accessed in a long time of like just do you want to share shoving me well i mean like you know like you as you get to the point where you're like oh i want to like you know sh- like bring my music with me oh yeah there was a period where i was like oh the best way to do this is on a floppy disk (laughs) and so i would go to school early and i would go to the computer lab yes and i would sit there and i would download music to the floppy disk and i would literally never listen to it no because it's the most inconvenient (laughs) way to do anything is use a floppy disk there's no like converter for floppy disks now no. like the way that there are for SD yeah, like cards. any other thing there's no way that you can do anything it's with obsolete. them now. they're they're just frisbees at this point yeah well like, everyone likes a good game of disc golf <laughs> i am terrible at throwing a frisbee me too i'm really bad i'm also it. really bad at catching them i get like scared <laughs> like when i like start like just like jumping around and flinching the trick is to use your teeth oh <laughs> sorry that was a really dumb thing for no me that say, was but. really smart <laughs> I would be the last person. I would be the last person to be able to catch a frisbee with my teeth. I would get so scared, and I know it would hurt. Oh, it absolutely but would. But dogs, they do yeah, that like dogs. there's no tomorrow. <laughs> end, of, end of sentence. But dogs. But dogs. But dogs. I love absolutely. those guys. Yeah. <laughs> thank you again, Bella. Yeah, it's thank been great you. chatting with you. Yeah. Cheers. For the first time in three and a half years. <laughs> I'm finally sitting down with my buddy Fred Minnick since before COVID. Yeah. Wait, well, three? No, two and a half. Well, I Almost mean, we, we did some uh, online stuff, I think. We did. Because we did the, I was at the um, the repeal. Yeah. Repeal yeah, Day Fest. We did stuff. Yeah, we did stuff. But this is the first time that we've really sat down and been able to right. see each other and chat yeah. since. I mean, the last time I saw you was like a month before the pandemic I know got now rolling. now we're not wearing masks and we're just kind of around here chilling and having a good time it's it's different how are you feeling about everything oh fucking great <laughs> comfortable as ever I'm so I'm so like look the pandemics was real and it's still very much you know you can still very much get COVID yeah but when um, when Omicron started like uh Everybody's getting Omicron, and it was like everything was changing, like in the event space. People, people were trying to like do measures again. I'm like, I'm like, I don't think people will accept another lockdown. You know, we we've all been vaccinated, masked, and everything. 
But I don't think we can, we can, I think there's more damage to be cooped up as a society Yeah. at, at that point. Now, when we had the lockdowns initially, you know, I think there should be some really good discussions about like how that helped, you know. Yeah. I think there's both sides and I'm actually one of the few people that will listen to both sides <laughs> instead of like taking an extreme. But anyway, I digress. No. How you been, man? I've been really well. Uh, last time I saw you two, I wasn't yet a dad. Yeah. And I've, I've become a, now a you father can't, since yeah, then. Yeah, now you can't sleep and you worry about everything all the time. I, so I, I go through periods where I'm not as worried. Like I just kind of like I'm able to subside a lot of those fears. Yeah. And then I think like yesterday I had a mild panic attack. Because. Just, think, just thinking about like just a, a possibility of what might happen to her. You know, like it does it. They don't happen as often anymore because I'm more yeah. used to it. But when they hit, they hit hard. Yeah. They hit hard, man. But yeah, it's tough. She's she's healthy, which is the the biggest blessing we can we can That's ask tough, for right man. now. But never stops. I I want to I want to ask you how how soon when everything was kicking off with the pandemic did you kind of realize that. Bourbon and Beyond wasn't going to happen in 2020. Oh, well, we pretty knew. You know, they knew pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say when things started getting shut down, like you can't, you can't, uh, a festival like this, you have to have like, uh, you can't announce it. You need at least like six months to announce, yeah. promote, all that stuff. And if you are a month late, you know, that has an impact. And I think March is when everyone... All the decisions were being made, yeah. Yeah. and um, you know, I got furloughed from this, and um, you know, it severed, it's it severed, you know, one of my really major things. I also was furloughed with uh, a magazine I started, Bourbon yeah. Plus, yeah, and that forced me to like um, focus on myself and my uh, a podcast that I had just started, yeah, and Bourbon Pursuit. And YouTube, those were like were my only three ways to earn a living. And, and you, it, it's a it's a small empire now. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> it feel it feels like it though, just because of all the different things that you are. You kind of have as many fingers and as many pies as you can. Yeah, I right mean, now. I own a competition. You know, I got the podcast yeah. and stuff, and I do a lot of a lot of events back at back doing that. Yeah. But you know, I don't really quite know what I am anymore. I used I used to be a, a writer. You know, I was just about to ask. How I don't much know what I am anymore. Yeah. Uh, and I and I really have. I personally like I struggle with it, and I and I think it's because we we put ourselves in boxes. Like I'm not a YouTuber. Sure. I'm not. Yeah. I have a YouTube channel, but I, I don't consider myself a YouTuber. Uh, a whiskey tuber, yeah, but uh, <laughs> but not a YouTuber. YouTubers, you know. That's all they do, and you know, like PewDiePie or whatever his name is, going, yeah, yeah. Up <laughs> you know, they're all or like Logan Paul, like, yeah, oh, bro, man, look at this that's over not, here, man. That's I'm just not you. That's just yeah, not you I, at all. I just, I don't do that. Um, but um, are you are you writing therapeutically? Nah, I'm not. Actually, I just tell my wife, I was like, I want to be writing a book right now. But the amount I I am. I haven't told anybody about this, but I, but I'm wor- I am working on something that could change, that could really change my what I do. 
Really? Yeah, I, I can't t- see. That's okay. Can't say too much about it, but yeah, uh, it it involves me talking to people. So there's a hint of what it is. So another podcast. <laughs> I didn't say it was a podcast. <laughs> But How many podcasts can one guy have before they start to go crazy? I only have two. Yeah. <laughs> and also, really, Bourbon Pursuit, Yeah, I'm a part of it. I'm like the third wheel. Yeah. But really, that's all Kenny. Yeah. Kenny, like, it, thank God I have Kenny Coleman in my life because that guy, for that, I wish he would be run all my other businesses that I do because he just says, show up here, I do it. You know, he's got everything planned out. He's got all these spreadsheets and mathematical equations and stuff, and it's like, my God, why? How how do you? How are you so gifted at this stuff? And I just suck, <laughs> you know. Like it's all in here, man. Yeah. It's, it's all where all my organization is. It's in yeah. my brain, I'd... and and like or some random piece of paper or maybe like an empty envelope that has a to do list on it. But we're very similar in that it's, way. Uh, it's nuts. Every time that I try to write out a schedule for myself, I wind up either forgetting about it and forgetting to add stuff or just completely ignoring it. Yeah. I just can't. I can't function that way. Right. Some Somehow, I can't function that way anymore. But it's... I feel a, like, a sense of, like, relief or maybe even release sitting down and talking with you. For the first time, because it used to be, you know, we'd see each other every like six months, right? Something like that. Yeah. I mean, two and a half years, and it's like been a while. Now I kind of start to feel like things are getting back to normal. Like uh, this maybe, is kind of like yeah. the last little piece of my puzzle that I. Well, the difference the difference for. between now and then. Um, now there were maybe twelve bourbon podcasts. <laughs> now there are twelve hundred. Yes. And. Yeah. Um, and every five minutes, there's someone, you know, making a play for a YouTube channel yeah. or something like that. And you get a lot of requests to be on those channels, on those podcasts. Yeah, you know, a little too. bit. But yeah. I, I actually am all for it. Like if sure. I have the t- if I have the time, I will I will try to help grow, uh, you know, grow grow yeah. people's stuff. And um, I remember when I was coming up the ranks as a as a shit turd writer <laughs> and I couldn't uh, I didn't have I didn't have anyone to help me yeah. or edit me or kind of get me in a direction uh, and I in when I was coming up it was all writing you know there was no podcast you know, there's Mark Gillespie and that was it yeah. and he's still to me the standard of whiskey podcasting yeah. and like um, there were not there was not like what we have today uh and there's a lot of people who come out and they want to try to figure things out and they want to get into and they want to get involved. And I think the worst the worst step that anyone can make is like, hey, how can I be the next you? I can't give anybody a, a I can't give anyone like a, a a checklist of to do what I did. I wouldn't I wouldn't encourage anyone to do it. It's hard. Yeah. And it's not like this happened overnight. It's 16 years of uh, a lot of work. A lot of late nights, a lot of studying, and and it's um, if you're just getting in, you know what I've learned is this is, seems to be the progression of people getting in the game. They're enthusiasts, then they have a podcast, and then they start a brand or something like that. Yeah, and it's like I think the end goal for so many people was to start a brand, and 
I've ne- I, I've never I've never had that, and I get requested all the time to collaborate or start a brand uh, or uh, you know do something, and I just I mean I I feel like so many people ex- expect something from me that I just like I like doing what I do you know it's I don't know I, mean, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. I, <laughs> well, I I'll say this. Um, and I've never, I, I've never said this like directly to you, but I was very fortunate to have you around as I was starting out. And in many ways, I do like consider you um, a mentor. Oh. for a lot of what I man, you must have I a did. short list of uh, people. <laughs> must not have had much help if I was it your was, mentor. It was mostly about availability, and uh, yeah. It, it, you know, you you've never been shy about answering my questions. Yeah, you no. you've always been very very. Because I'm usually on the other time. stick. I'm on the other side. Yeah, and nah. I I really appreciate that. And it, uh, it it's been a it's been a long couple of years not yeah. not seeing you for sure. one, but it's been it's been nice to still kind of keep up with you. Instagram's so, one thing, right? Exactly. Uh, In person's another. Yeah. So we got to make a pact. Yeah, at least every few months to look. I every every day every every day I have a goal of figuring out a way to do something in Lexington. Lexington is hard for me to to have like an event series or yeah. something there, and it has nothing to do with because people don't want it. It's just it. It's like it's far enough away. If I'm doing an event, like I have, probably should get a hotel room. Yeah, but it's close enough where I don't want to be away from my family. Yeah, of course. So, like, I, I have, I struggle. I, I really do struggle with Lexington. I want to do stuff in I Lexington, get it. but it's like I have to commit to Lexington, like I would Chicago. Yeah, that's what for it's sure. like for me. For sure. Um, because I, it's not like I just go to things and like sign a book. We're putting whiskey in the belly, and when you put whiskey in the belly, you know, shouldn't be getting behind the wheel. No. So exactly. That's kind of how I look at that. So we hope everybody who's listening that was at Bourbon and Beyond has been responsible too. Yeah, drink responsibly, man. Yeah, hydrate, sure. drink a lot of water and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Man, I appreciate you. A lot. Yeah, we're we're in the media area back here, Bourbon and Beyond. The yeah. music's kicking up again, and uh, people are eating their lunch, and uh, some artists are coming through here, and everyone's kind of getting ready. Everybody's side sideballing. And doing stuff. Sideball. See, see the uh, peerless folks there. Jessica's over there. There we go. Awesome. So. Man. Fred, I love you. I appreciate you, man. Yeah. Thank good you seeing so much you. for sitting down right with me on. for a little while. Back at you. Do it again soon. All right. Oh, we're being. We're Here being we are. We got a little uh, something, something there. So we got to actually keep acting like we're talking about something. Well, we can still <laughs> talk about something. We just had a little photo there. That was a, yeah. Um, what have you been drinking recently that you've been surprised by? Uh, this year? Yeah. Uh, Starlight's uh, double barrel. That's been like, that's become the become a house pour lately. Yeah. My wife, I had to buy a case of it <laughs> to satisfy her quench. It seems that's like a, consistently Starlight's starting to make that that push to be in a household yeah, brand. They're great. Yeah. I'm really a big fan. Good to hear, man. But Perry, man, I'm proud of you. The hardest thing about a podcast is getting it out there. You know, when you have the schedule. Yeah. It's a hard game, man. It I is. do not encourage anyone to do it. And also, your microphones are heavy as fuck. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, 
I, are you gonna, I just got gonna a, I need just, a massage later. I just got a little bit of a deltoid workout here, <laughs> which apparently I need. Says I who? mean, I use this arm, but for other things. <laughs> so good drinking s- whiskey. Yeah, that's right. For drinking whiskey, exactly. That's good seeing you, man. Good seeing you too, brother. Did you see Pearl Jam last night? No, I had a. Oh, I was working. I was working yesterday, so I was in Lexington. Dude, that's best. Best Pearl Jam thing I've ever seen. So they were my, amazing. My dad and sister were in Nashville Friday night to see them. So they drove up from Nashville <laughs> to Louisville to wow. do another show. But they said Friday night was incredible as well. So it was epic. Did you did you wind up with a head count for people for how many people were here last night to see them? Oh, heard, it's out there somewhere. I don't have it. I've heard forty. I've heard a hundred thousand. But I don't know. All I know is it's a record. It was, and am- I it was, was amazing to well, see let that me picture. Pull up, let me pull up the photo, and I'll show you where I was. I'll show you. <laughs> let me see if I can find that. It was sent to me this morning. Yeah, that's me right there. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I was able to that's, pick you out of that that's crowd. That's me. Basically, I just showed Perry uh, the crowd lineup, and it looks <laughs> it looks like it's it's incredible. There's not a gap in there. It, it Where, looks, wherever there's gap is like a porta potty. It looks like a like a light bright. Yeah, it's crazy. Bye, <laughs> right, man. All right, brother. Good Thank times. You. All right, cheers. It wouldn't be a Tim Biff episode though without us actually sitting down and uh, recording an episode. Somehow shoehorning uh, a review. We got to tell the people this. what we think. So this week, and it died. Uh, it seemed somewhat appropriate to review this because I, <laughs> over the weekend and um, Thursday of Bourbon and Beyond, I was hanging out in the media tent and there, there's a small structure that is on site and it's Jack Daniels branded. And if you just kind of glance at it, it looks like one of those, you know, you go to like a festival or like a, a live show and they have these, these almost like porta potties, but they're nicer, you oh, know, yeah. like they, yeah, yeah. it's not just like a one holer, like you go in and like, they've got one like holer. an actual, <laughs> don't like the way you're saying that, um, <laughs> but you, you go, <laughs> <laughs> that popped me too good. <laughs> but you you go in and like you know there's multiple urinals or toilets or or whatever and so this this building looked like that's what it was supposed to be. Lo and behold, that was where Fred was conducting his uh, his interviews and recording some podcast stuff. For, for his own show, the Fred Minnick show. If you listen, blindfolding people in there. Not that I saw. Uh, it wasn't an <laughs> eyes wide shut kind of deal. But <laughs> despite the fact that that sounds like what you wanted it to be, uh, no, um, he did that. He put blindfolds on people. Yeah, I know. I know. But anyway, <laughs> um, but so I, I walked in, and again, I, I, I didn't, I didn't talk about this earlier, but this was the first time that Fred and I got to see each other since before the pandemic started um and you you can go back and listen to that episode it's actually one of the most downloaded episodes of all time of uh of the smart urban podcast so i it's it's great i actually had um 
<laughs> Chad from It's Bourbon Night on that same episode, I did like two kind of special guest spots uh, within it. And Chad and I reviewed, uh, which was at that point, the new Jim Beam single barrel, the 108 proof, uh, which we didn't even know was out until I just kind of ran across it. Uh, but at that point, Fred was starting up the Fred Minnick show and it was new and fresh and really fun and cool. And uh, then the pandemic hit and we got real sad. Um, but anyway, so I, I walked into his interview trailer and <laughs> like, I'm so sorry I came in here. I was like, dude, don't worry about it. It happens to me all the time. This wouldn't be the first time that one of my offices got mistaken for a toilet. I was like, <laughs> OK. I was about to leave, and he goes, do you want something? I was like, do you want something to drink? Like, well, yeah. I mean, like, how often does Fred Minnick offer you a pour? You're like, no, i got to go. Like, See you ah, later. I'm sorry, man. But he, he was like, what are you in the mood for? And I go, well, like, higher proof but manageable. Because it was later in the afternoon, and, you know, we're kind of, like, easing into the, the music of the, the night and everything. And he goes, well, why don't I pour you this? And he fresh cracked for me a Pursuit United Rye. And he was like, what do you think about this? And I was like, well, it's currently my number one rye for for the year. So, I mean, he gave me a solid like two and a half ounces, too. I just It just felt very, again, and like I come back to this with the Pursuit United products that we got sent these sample bottles and we got sent these products to review and it just is like this constant circle of like completion i yeah. guess or yeah. like i i feel like again i kind of made it and you know to even be like to fred minnick oh i already love that bottle like you know what i mean like to right. just kind of be on that same playing field in some regards. Right, right. Not to be like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, this, let me try it and all that. But you're yeah. like, yeah, I've already had this and I love it. And yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. So it, it just, the if, if anything has kind of come out of this year, I mean, aside from the fact that it feels like things are kind of starting to gear back up into what normal life, quote unquote, is, was like before COVID. I, I don't know. I just I keep getting this feeling of like we made it and things are, are kind of trending in the right direction. And I, I don't even know if I said this on the main podcast, but after the uh, and Kenny, I'm sorry that I'm outing you for <laughs> sending me this private message. But uh, after that episode came out that we reviewed the Pursuit United products on, I, Kenny sent me a, a private message and said, Yes, you did. You have made it at this point. And it just it was just very poetic and it just felt very satisfying to kind of hear that. And um, we spend a lot of time kind of not spinning our wheels, but at least feeling like we're not we're just kind of going along with the flow of the show yeah. and, and whatnot. And so to get that feedback and to kind of continue to get what I am still calling the most positive feedback consistently that we have ever gotten uh, about the podcast over the past few months. Uh, it's pretty incredible. So I just want to say thank you to 
to everybody. Just to everybody. Everybody. Cheers. Everybody. Cheers yes. to everybody. Cheers to you all indeed. So we are reviewing uh, the Smoke Wagon Bottled in Bond Rye. Yes. Which Eric is holding up for the camera right now. I, I Where this is my favorite rye of the year, I do kind of want to pour a little bit to compare it to yeah. this Smoke Wagon. I mean, just out of curiosity. Um, I also do run the risk of like trying the, the Pursuit Rye next to a different product and then all of a sudden it gets dethroned like how am i gonna love they're very different like the mash bill on the smoke wagon is um 51 rye 49 corn whoa yeah so a super super low rye rye i mean barely if what what chad and sarah kind of deemed a barely legal rye here yeah, so before we start, my question to you that I did not, somebody asked me about it, and I was like, I don't know. And <laughs> is it wrong for me to, is it wrong for me to use you as like my, like crutch when it comes to like, I, I'm at the point where I'm having so much fun like podcasting that I don't really want to like get really smart because I want to. I want you to just answer the questions. <laughs> is that wrong? <laughs> is that wrong? Do I need to be, do better? Do Part I need to be better and like learn more so I can like answer questions on my own? Or like, is it okay that I'm just like part of just... it? Part of it feels wrong because I want you to be like, I want you to be able to answer like at least similar questions, maybe not the exact same ones. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, all right, I'll take, I'll feel this, I'll feel this one. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not a, like, I'm not a complete idiot. With it. I know the science behind You're not bourbon an idiot and all that stuff. At all. But like some stuff, I'm just like, I'd rather Perry just talk about it. He could talk better than me. <laughs> Which you have done multiple times since you joined uh, this podcast yeah. last year. But uh, so you have a question about, Bottled yes. and bond, but this is smoke wagon. So like, this was from MGP sent to Nevada. Like, is isn't it supposed to like stay in one place the whole time? Like that's what I was confused about. Like, if if it was in Indiana for four years and then they took it, is it still okay? But it says aged. It says aged and bottled by Nevada HC Distilling Company. So he had the barrels in Nevada. Um, so I'm just confused on like the whole bottled and bond. Like, you know, when it's supposed to be in like one warehouse for the whole seasons and all that stuff. Is the place that it was distilled in indicated on the bottle? Distilled in Indiana. But does it specifically list the the distillery number? DSP I N 15023. Okay. So that's good. Okay. Technically. It's got the it's got the other company's DSP <laughs> number on it too. That is okay. And okay. the reason the reason behind it, and there of course are all these loopholes that you kind of have to or not loopholes, but 
all of these these hoops that you have to jump through in order to actually be called bottled and bond. Um, there are some of those that are pretty straightforward and I think are easily understood by just about <clears throat> everyone. But, you know, four years old, 100 proof. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Made by one master distiller at one distillery during one distilling season. There's two distilling seasons throughout the year, basically split up by the, the six months uh, that you get on the first and second half of the year. I... And I don't think I'm making this up. I'm pretty sure that this is correct information. As long as you have the original distillation location listed on the bottle, and if it is some, it is aged somewhere else and bottled somewhere else in direct opposition to the actual distillation location, it is still legally okay. Okay. But yeah, it's all it's, it's all about there. transparency. Yeah. It's got the DSP numbers and everything on there. Then I think it it's probably okay. I understand the like I was just like, hmm, I don't understand that. No, so I get I, like, I get it. I get it because it you know, we're we're very accustomed to distilleries putting out a new bottled and bond product and it's their distillate that was aged on site and bottled, you know, maybe not on site, but at the very least, like, you know, nearby or whatever. But I, yeah, even though it is actually aged in, aged in bottled in Nevada, I am like 99% sure that it's still, meets all the qualifications that it needs to gotcha. for being a bottle and bond right. whiskey. I know, and it's not me questioning them like, oh, I can't believe they put bottle and bond, because obviously they know what they're doing, and they probably checked everything. I was just, my for personal like knowledge, I was like, I, I got to I gotta do this. And instead of looking it up on the internet, I just waited to ask you. I appreciate the confidence that you have in me. To, I do. Uh, I have so much confidence in you. Within the bourbon world and with everything else, I have all the confidence in you. That's why I love you, man. I love you too, buddy. Let's get I into do. the nose on this one, shall we? Mm, I like that. It smells kind of briny. Like a turkey brine? No, like pickle brine. Oh, I was going to say, it's kind of savory, but I guess pickly would be... Maybe it's kind of dill, like not pickle dill to me, like the dill, like actual dill, like actual fresh dill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can I can see that. An orange, and that's making me now that you said brown. Like I'm thinking of when you brown a turkey, I put like dill and like orange pills and like all this stuff. It's yeah, it's dill and orange, freshly baked bread, too. It's very there's some kind of wheat wheat grain on there definitely. Maybe like a rye bread? Maybe. Yeah. It's so soft. I get a lot of rye spice in the finish. The front is just kind of soft. It's very like 
approachable, I guess you'd say, for a rye? This is really kind of batting outside of its uh, its league, I guess. Or punching above its weight class or outside of its weight class, I would say. I definitely need a little bit of time with this. I don't know how I feel about it. Because I don't dislike it by any means, but I also have, like, a couple of things where I'm going, couldn't this be even slightly better than what's there? I don't know. I, I'm trying not to be too judgmental right off the bat. I'm actually going to pour a little bit more just so I have enough in my glass to kind of judge throughout this. I like the nose better than the palate. On the second or third sip, like I start to get more of orange on the front. It took me a second because I felt like I was getting all like the rye bread and some more citrus on the finish. It is, it is so weird that like I keep coming back to this Almost like sea salt, salty note on on the nose, and even like going in for a smell on that one, it reminded me of being at the beach, it and like is getting beachy. getting the the breeze blowing in from the ocean, yeah, and smelling the the salt coming off of the the water, which I just I, wasn't I. I don't know. I wasn't expecting that from from this one. This whiskey. Yeah. I think a lot of the, I think it's got a lot of citrus like orange in it. It really does too. I mean it it almost drinks or or identifies more as like a like a cocktail than it does mm-hmm. a yeah. a neat whiskey. There is a little if there's any little dark note in that, it's almost like a a cinnamon like a lot cinnamon sprinkle on there, maybe right on the back of the palate. Yeah, it's not super spicy up front. Once it gets into like the middle of the palate, I <clears throat> really am starting to pick up this almost like derby pie thing going on. Yeah, I can like see it's, that. It's chocolatey and kind of marshmallowy as well but there's also this backbone of like a crust to it like a graham cracker crust mm-hmm. and I I feel like I'm being critical of this but I, I'm trying not to because I really do like this I think I just confused by it more than anything because <laughs> I wasn't expecting it to be the way that it is Going into trying it. Well, I think I was, me personally, I was expecting just another 95.5. Just another, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I kind of was. Like, it's, I know Smoke Wagons, MGP, and all that stuff. I yeah. did not expect it when I found out the mash bill on it. I was like, that's what made me even more curious. I was like, this this is uh, this is interesting. That's what I, okay, sorry. I've been, I've been like sitting trying to figure out what this particular note is on the nose, and it took me just a, until right now to get it. But it's like freshly cut hay, 
like grassy kind of hay that you know is going to be yeah. rolled up on a farm. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's definitely fresh. Like this, it's very. You were fresh. saying the beach and all. It, this makes me think of. This makes me want to just be outside. Like whether it's with a cocktail or just like a nice breeze or something like it does. It's it's a nice outside sitting down drink. But it's not like the term that we've been using a lot recently, crushable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I still feel like I need time with it. I need no, no, there's to be definitely, able to think about it. Yeah, there's definitely more to it than just a crushable thing. Like Yeah. You know, well, I think when we say crushable, we get like that on the nose and the palate. We get those distinct notes right off the bat, and we know that's what we're getting. And we're like, all right, we're just like, we're just going to take this back. This is like, you know, second, third sip. It's like, okay, I'm getting this, or what is this? And like you said, it took you a little bit to figure out what you're trying to get. Like, this definitely takes you for a little ride for sure. I like it a lot. I don't know if I like it enough, though, to dethrone the Pursuit United no. from this year. Especially as a rye. Like are, I, you, are you like okay I, to do a little comparison between the two? Oh, yeah, of as course. Well? Okay. I mean, that, that Pursuit United rye is just like, there's so much boldness right up in, right up in your nose. They don't even compare. They don't feel like they're on the same playing field but i don't know do we know the mash bills that are in the two in the kentucky and the what is it maryland i yeah i don't know what what actually goes into the uh the pursuit rye but i mean like they're definitely two different animals like i i almost i almost feel like saying does it matter what the mash bills are in this case, you know what I mean? Just because it's true. Yeah. They're both like, Raz and they're both. Yeah. yeah. I just, I think that pursuit United just explodes in a way that most oh, everything, other everything don't. Hits, everything in that pursuit United just hits harder. Um, it's a, when you, when you're like, I'm going to grab a good rye, like you're expecting that me personally, if I'm wanting to rye, I know what I'm getting into, and I know what I want. I want that rye spice. I want that punch. I want this rye. This is this. <laughs> the Pursuit United rye is the rye that I want. Like, uh, yeah. I, I, I want to drink it neat. I want to put it in cocktails. I want to see how it holds up with a little bit of water. I want to share it with people. I want to take it to tailgating with, you know, people who are drinking Bud Light and they're, they're just, there's so much that can be done with this. And I just feel so comfortable with it, too. Yeah. Right. And I, I don't have to be as like egregious with my, my thought process or with my tasting process on it, just because it, it kind of reads as like this whole package. Whereas, the smoke wagon I don't feel as like confident in my experience with it. Like I, I'm just kind of having to parse out different 
notes and different experiences that that come with it, which is not necessarily a bad thing by any means. Yeah. But I feel like I'm stretching myself more with the the smoke wagon than I am with the pursuit United. Yeah. Well, I think I mean going looking at looking at it a different way like I think the smoke wagon is something you would give to somebody who doesn't necessarily enjoy rye because it's so soft of a rye. You know what I mean? Like I get the, I get that. Just look, look kind of looking at it on that end. Yeah, the Pursuit United just punches way harder on everything. Like, that's what I want in a rye. I think this smoke wagon has its spot. Like, it's softer. It, there's just something about it. Like, when you compare the two, they are just like this. It's like a soft rye. And I know it's only, you know, 51% rye and it's 49% corn. But still, it's a rye. And the other one is just like hitting you in the face, hitting you, hitting your palate with like all this flavor. It's just hitting it hard. Yeah. And the smoke wagon is like kind of this delicate thing that you're just like, you're playing around with a little bit and you're like, okay, I'm getting that and I'm getting that. And that's, that's fun for us when we're sitting here talking about it. But I don't know if it's something that like, you know, the rye guy who's coming in, he's like, I want a rye, and he's going to grab that. Like, he's not going to necessarily probably want the smoke wagon. But if you're not used to rye, and it's kind of like you're like, oh, rye is too spicy for me, like the smoke wagon might be a little better. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's just a softer, it's just this little softer thing that makes you think sure. about it a little bit more. And the... Definitely makes you think. The Pursuit United, though, man. It's almost unfair, but I think every rye that we try from now until the end of the year uh, is going to get compared to it. Dude, even even into next year, I feel like I'm going to be coming back to this and going, well, <laughs> is it is it Pursuit United level? Mm-hmm. I mean, we almost gave it a perfect score. Yeah. It does feel unfair to, to compare the two, but I like... For my own benefit, I feel like I needed to know where the smoke wagon kind of fell well, yeah. on that on that spectrum. Um, like even talking about the uh, the Fibonacci rye from Stellum, I don't think that this comes anywhere close to either of these. Did I have that? I think I had a little bit of it. We got Probably. it the we got it the day that we reviewed uh, the the yeah, Pursuit yeah, yeah. United. Yeah, I remember. I want to try to remove as much bias as I can, though, comparing yeah. the the two. And you know, I want to review the smoke wagon of its own or on its own quality. Yeah, or merit. I don't know. I'm tired. <laughs> it's it's almost one o'clock in the morning. Shit. Half the half the we got a half a day left. <laughs> Aren't we lucky? Anyway, we normally review products uh, on the show with the parameters of nose, palate, finish, and price. Each category is out of five, and the final score is out of twenty. You can, of course, multiply by five if you want to know what that would actually be out yes. of a hundred. But we stick with the the twenty point scale. Yeah, we we've been doing it since like the third second episode, something like that. So I'm not going to change now. 
Who are no. you? Come in here and tell me to change anything. I didn't tell you to change anything. I'm not talking to you. Oh, because I came in here. Like no, it's I'm rhetorical. Oh. It's the the rhetorical you. Me? No, not. What are you giving the nose on this? Um, 3.5. I love the nose. I really like the nose. Yeah. I like it a lot. Not a lot, but I like it better than the palate. I think I'm going to give it a three. Yeah, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a three on the on okay. the nose. Um, actually, you know what? No, I'm gonna give it a three point five as well because I I have spent quite a bit of time with it. Um, it's not been offensive by any means, but I'm I'm still kind of missing a little bit of like the the darker and even still some of the like. More candiness. Oh, there's uh, yeah, like sugary yeah. vanilla kind of thing. On there's the nose. not hardly anything dark in this, as far as that goes. Like it's all yeah, citrus stuff. Like I've reached for some cinnamon. That was about the darkest I got. Yeah, I'm happy with the three point five. I don't mind yeah. that at all. Uh, palette, I think, is a little bit of a drop off. Not significantly, but enough to where. I'm kind of wanting to go back to the nose <laughs> more so than I am the palate. I gave it a three. Uh, I did the same. So I thought the, like I said, the nose, I mean, the palate's not bad. I feel like it took a couple of sips to tr- start trying to think. It's just so soft. And if you like a softer um, feel and a softer rye, then this is going to be right up there for you. Like, it's just soft. It's just, there's yeah. something soft about it. I don't know. I, I feel the same way about the, the finish that I do the palette as well. I mean, they're very consistent. You're not really exploring any new ground. You're still kind of diving into this, like, graham cracker, crusty, derby pie thing that I was getting uh, with the palette. Um, the hug's not super present. I know it's 100 proof. So, you know, you're not expecting to get a lot of that, but I I like it again about as much as I do the palette. I'm going to give it a 3. Uh, there I gave two. it I gave it a 3.5. Okay. I thought the I thought it picked up a little bit more in the finish. I got some more spice, a little bit more. Like you said the hug is not not much there, but I did yeah. get a little bit more. That's where I found that cinnamon, I think is right on the finish. Yeah. Now what is the price um, <laughs> on this one? I don't I don't know anything about the price on this I think bottle. I paid seventy dollars for this. Oh <laughs> I don't know what MSRP. I think I that's might've... too that's too much, man. I feel like that's too much based on what is actually in this bottle. Um uh, because I know that you're you're kind of trying to help out with the innovation of things, and you're trying to support smaller distilleries or, or yeah. producers and whatnot. But I mean, it it is still a four year old whiskey. Uh, two point five. I gave it a. I gave it a two. I mean, I thought it should have been Did about. You? I thought it should have been about forty-five to fifty bucks. No, I, I, I don't disagree, but 
I like trying to look at it from a like an investment standpoint. Yeah. Even I I don't mind paying a little bit extra because I mean like I am kind of starting to and long term listeners of the show know that Smoke Wagon has not exactly been my favorite brand. Uh, but a lot of that has just kind of been because I don't understand the hype <laughs> behind yeah. a lot of it. But I am kind of starting to to buy into them a little bit. And in this case, you know, I'm curious what they're going to do with this particular product in the future. Um, so if I, it, if I kind of view it as an investment opportunity, I don't mind that as much. Yeah. No, but, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, so I, most of yeah, most of their stuff is a little bit more pricier than other stuff. I just yeah. felt like I just felt like this one with how soft it was, a hundred proof, and all that. I, you know, I didn't. I guess I didn't really think about all the other stuff. I just thought this tastes about like a you know like a fifty dollar bottle of rye to me. So yeah. probably about twenty five dollars less, and I would be happy with yeah. it. So. I think I got a 12 total. I have a 12 total as well. Well, there we go. I mean, pick it up. It's a good rye whiskey to have in your collection for sure. I think it's just a bit different to where somebody who likes rye is going to have something to say about it, and then somebody who maybe not like rye, they will probably enjoy it too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have any high-proof hot takes this week. Um... I don't either. I'm not. I mean, I've got a ton of stuff that I would just unleash, but maybe just I, pay attention to other drivers out there yeah. because um, it is your fault if you are three lanes over and you all of a sudden realize that you <laughs> need to be turning left, even though you're turning in the right lane. Um, uh. I guess I do have one. Um, <laughs> Let it out. It, it, I think this has been my biggest pet peeve recently is like, how do you not notice that you are on the complete opposite side of the road that you need to be on to go where you are supposed to go? And it's not even like a, I don't, I, I don't, maybe it's a, a bias against like people who can't discern right from left. But, it's happened so much. It it almost feels like ignorance at this point. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think people just don't pay attention anymore. I don't think they do either. I think COVID ruined so many people's brains. I think it did. I think people just get in their car and they just go. Yeah. And they just don't even like look at their mirrors. They don't do anything. I, I use, I think, Google Maps more now than I ever did before the pandemic. And it's a combination of like, you know, making sure that I'm going the right way and also trying to avoid like if there's a wreck or something, you know, there's a big backup, like just trying to get around the most efficient way. But I, I just don't get it. Like, surely you realize that you are doing something even slightly wrong by being in a lane, you know, 30 yards away from where you're supposed to be. Surely you have some kind of self-awareness. I don't think they do. I don't think they do either. But anyway, that's my high proof hot take. Let's go. There you go. <laughs> Let's move on to tips and bits. Tips shall and we? bits. This is our segment where we recommend things that you should watch, read, 
listen to can just consume in general it's not normally bourbon related but uh on occasion it is uh this week eric what kind of pop culture thing do you have to Ooh. recommend to folks i'm getting into the what do we say this season and i went and watched a uh hey. a uh, a new I'm doing horror finger movie. guns. I'm doing finger he guns is. over here. He's blasting shit everywhere. He's just blasting. Just blasting. Finger blasting. Master blaster. Um, but I watched Barbarian. Which oh, how'd you like it? Dope. So yeah. good. Okay. So good. That's it's the just, that's the um, Skarsgård movie, right? Do what? The Alexander Skarsgård. Is that it? I, I'm, I don't know. The guy, the guy who played Pennywise, Bill Skarsgård. Bill, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Pennywise. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know his name. Yes, he is in this movie. Partially. That's all I'll say. I don't. I don't want you to to say anything else about this movie because it's I want to so go good. in completely blind or as blind as I, got, I can be at this point. All I'm going to say about this is I feel like you've got to watch it in a theater because they use the sound and the lighting as like part of like the like it's almost like its own character. Like wow. the sound, the sound in this, like you just like. It amplifies like the, like the uh, suspense and the scares and everything. Like, just having even and if you don't watch it in a theater, just if you have a really good sound system or something surround sound, then that's uh, that's that's the way to go. Like, there's just something about the sound in this movie that was amazing. I loved it so much. So good, so right, good. I don't want I don't want to know anything else right. about it right now. Um, did I talk about the new Lord of the Rings show last week? I think so. I think so too. Uh, yeah. well, off the back of that, you know, we wanted to binge through the, uh, the Peter Jackson trilogy of the Lord of the Rings movies and we just finished it up and those movies still have life and they still hold up and they are still... So much fun to watch and so fantastic. I, I just Two Towers is one of my favorite movies ever. I think I might have even said that last week, but I think so. I need to go back and watch them. It's been a while. Go watch the extended versions. I mean, it's going to take you a you know. A I was going to say, do downs. I have like four weeks to like? It's not going to take you though. It's not you know you my schedule. I do, but. You also have nights where, like, and it doesn't matter. Anyway. <laughs> out me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Chris, oh. Havens. Chris Havens is listening and is like, I'm going to report you. Yeah. I know what. No, he used to do my job too, so he knows he's on the inside. There you go. Uh, we, we just finished up. I mean, it's been a few weeks at this point, but uh, the newest season of Only Murders in the Building oh, yeah. is out really good. Not as good as the first season, I would say, but uh, it's still very, very enjoyable. Uh, and also, I think I'm hitting just about as many uh, points as I can. 
Uh, but one of my favorite current artists, uh, Tyler Childers, has a new song out uh, in preparation for his new album that's going to be out, I think, September 30th. Uh, so right around the corner. Uh, but anyway, I think that about gets us to the uh, the end of this week's episode. I uh, there should I I still have like a whole day's worth of uh, interview recording that I haven't even gotten to yet uh, with Bourbon and Beyond. So we're we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there together. But in the meantime, I just want to say thank you so much to all the folks at Bourbon and Beyond. Uh, for allowing us to come and hang out and record some interviews and just be present. I mean, Bourbon and Beyond is basically like the thing I look forward to all year long. Uh, and I'm I'm super happy to, to see it back. But in the meantime, Eric's going to take us home. Eric you got to let the people know how they can find us, how they can support us, all those good things. Wrap us up like a nice little Christmas present right under the tree. Oh, you put a little kiss on it, too. I did. That was nice. Um, if you nice want touch. To, I did. Mm. Chef's kiss. Yes. If you want to support the show for as little as a dollar a month, go to patreon.com. Slash my bourbon podcast, and at five dollars a month, you can get all the bonus stuff. You can get the unedited episode that where you just listen to us fart and burp and stuff. That that okay? We don't we don't do that. <laughs> I farted a little bit ago. Did you really? Yeah. Um. So go to patreon.com if you want to support us. We got bills to pay. You know, Perry got to pay the internet. He's got to do all the podcast stuff. Um. I just let him handle that, and I just fart. <laughs> please, please stop saying on the podcast that you fart. Why? Because Every, everybody farts. I, I mean, I know, but I, like, I don't want. I want if you want to send us a, the show, if you want to send us an email and talk about farting, um, <laughs> send an email to this is my bourbon shop at gmail.com. You realize this uh, is probably the episode out of the entire year that people are going to listen the most to, right? It's fine. They'll relate to it more than other podcasts because nobody else is talking about farting on their bourbon podcast. I don't uh, condone this, but... Um, yeah, so anyway, if you want to leave us a message on the Barrel Ring segment, you can call 859-428-8253. Leave us a message. We'll play it on air, and then we'll reply back to you. If you want to get some merch, it's bourbonshop.threadless.com. Uh, got some Whiskey Mutant merch. It's whiskeymutant.myshopify.com. Then on all social media, it's at mybourbonpod, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can follow me at Whiskey Mutant. You can follow Perry at pritter1792. You can follow our other co-host who's not here at the moment, Swan TBF. Um, he's on Instagram. He deletes his, uh, Facebook accidentally every other month and we don't, we don't question it. Uh, if you want to go to YouTube, you can watch the show. This is my bourbon podcast on YouTube. Uh, Perry goes live every Thursday at eight. Um, and like I said, we got the video version going out there and then just leave us a five star review or a one star review. We really don't care. We'll read them both. <laughs> Anything helps. 
Um, and then, but also, yeah. if you don't want us to read your review out, let us know. Um, but I think that most hey, people are okay with it. If they put a review out, we're going to read it. Oh, we're going to say something. Oh, yeah. Even if we just, you know, passive aggressively yeah. make fun of you. You but can also tell your grandmas about us. Um, we do. About that. Let them yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. We've actually got an update this week of an old review. Ooh. I don't remember exactly when this <laughs> this review was posted, uh, but it is from our buddy, Brad Woods, who mm. uh, we're going to talk about here in just a second when we talk about Patreon supporters. Yeah, saw him the other day. I'm really happy you did. Yeah. Because, yeah, anyway. Uh, him up. So the, the original uh, review said has quickly become my favorite podcast. Uh, so I drive anywhere from 8 to 13 hours a day with my job, and I needed to find a podcast or two. To make the nights go by quicker, my love for bourbon brought me here, and after only two episodes, I went back to the very beginning and listened to every episode in order. God bless Damn. you. Being unable to enjoy bourbon throughout the week with my job, this always allows me to enjoy it in an entirely different way, plus the tips and bits and news segment have given me a plethora of ideas of things to watch on meal breaks, listen to between episodes, or look for when at stores. Um, this might give you a little bit of an idea of how long this <laughs> review has been in the system and the, the update uh, that happened last Sunday. The natural rapport between Perry Swan and Curtis makes for an enjoyable and entertaining listen and it's like i'm sitting there with friends enjoying a drink and fellowship right along with them thanks for helping the thousands of miles pass by seamlessly you guys are heroes aiding in the safe and speedy transport of millions of packages for a big brown truck and trailer on the highway each and every week cheers guys and the update is this podcast is still adding so much information and entertainment to my nightly runs down the interstate Thanks so much for what you guys do, Brad. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for the update, too. If you have an update that you want to give us on uh, a review, maybe you've been hate listening for a little while. And yeah, you wanna, I'm you all know, about some hate listening. Let, let us know about that. Uh, head to your podcast app of choice if they allow reviewing and rating. And uh, if we don't talk about it here on the show, send us a screenshot at my bourbon pod. Or this is my bourbon shop at gmail.com. We'll be happy yeah. to uh, read it out on the show. Uh, we do have two new slash returning slash upgraded patrons this week. Our it. first one, a brand new patron, Mr. Mm-hmm. Matthew Bergmayer. Yeah, at Matthew. the $10 tier. Matthew the Bergman, like he was on fire the other day. He was grinding. At Whole Foods. I mean, oh, grinding. Wow. Like taking the cart and like going up on the, the, like no, the produce. Grinding, grinding his meat. They oh, actually let him go okay. behind the counter. They were like, oh man, he's here. That's, that's special. That is special. Yeah, they let him come back behind the counter and grind his own hamburger meat that he was making hamburgers for. And I said, yo, what are you going to drink with that meat? And he goes, bourbon and i was like dude you should listen to this is my bourbon podcast he goes i already do i go are you part of the patreon he goes no 
but I am now. And he he signed up right then as he was grinding. Wait, so one, like he was one grinding in his yep. phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what that's what I was yeah, thinking. And he was like, mm, 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 mm. yeah. So that dude's amazing. And I was just trying to get lunch. I like I went in there and I was being all bougie because I was going to get lunch at Whole Foods. So I was going to get the little salad bar. Yeah, yeah. And I've I, been there before. I, I was I was late for work because I was watching him grind meat. So I'm I'm glad that he really did, and he wasn't just doing a dance while he was grinding and just acting like he was joining the Patreon. He actually did, and I appreciate that. And I bet those hamburgers were nice and tender. fresh. Oh, fresh! Yeah, that yeah, because he was actually grinding it right then, so they'd be really fresh. <laughs> we also have it. Uh, an updated pledge from Brad Woods, who yeah. we just read his review out for. Uh, he is actually doing an annual Patreon pledge. So uh, if you would like to do that, if you want to check that opportunity out, uh, I have not talked about this a whole lot with the podcast, uh, but you get, I believe, 10% off if you sign up for a yearly pledge yeah. as opposed to uh, doing it every month. It does help us out. Yeah. more if you do monthly as opposed to annual but that being said i uh, we appreciate all the support and help that we can get but wh- whose meat was brad grinding when you saw him the other day uh we were grinding um together we were both watching the meat being grinded um and it was like <laughs> And he was like, yeah, I got to get back on the road. And I was like, come over here to the, uh, I'm going to make you a a salad bar snack to go. And he was all about it. And we were like, um, you know, in Ghost, when like they're making the pottery and like, you know, the arms come around, Mm -hmm. it was, he was, he was making this like huge, like to go salad that would last about 13 hours. And, um, Yeah, that's impressive. And he, yeah, and he he started to move to like different like sections of the salad bar, but my I came behind him and my hands were kind of like guiding him, and we crafted oh okay the best road trip salad that lasted had to have lasted thirteen hours. I'm impressed. Yeah, and I really uh, am. And then we cheated. Thank on you for the, your service. We cheated on the scale, <laughs> save him a little money. <laughs> Um, I kind of held it up a little bit when we put it on the self checkout. So you're a liar. No, we're frugal. <laughs> um, my hands came behind him again. I kind of tilted it a little bit, saved a little bit on that, and then he was off. And um, I also was still late for work, and I didn't get lunch myself. But that's okay because now Patreon, you know, has benefited. So that's it. Whole Foods, man. Grinding all up and down Whole Foods. That's I mean, the, the, that is the best story my that has Whole Foods. Let's <laughs> that does it for this week's episode of the Smart Urban Podcast. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, you can find all the links for ways to support the show as well in the description of the audio and video versions of this show next week. I believe, I mean, I'm going to be there at least for a couple days, but I believe Eric and I are going to both be on site for Louder Than Life. Yeah. Yes. So we yes. got more 
Special interviews <laughs> coming your way. More good times. We'll see you guys real soon. Thank you so much for listening or watching and supporting the show. It means the absolute world to us. Y'all are the best. We'll see you real soon. Until then, I'm Perry. I'm Eric. <laughs> and this podcast. And this is my urban podcast. Hmm.